This is The Extra Sheep, the unofficial Age of Empires 4 podcast, hosted by myself, Sockton, along with Beal and Sir Nevels, uh, who held down the fort last time for the first live episode. But that turned out pretty good, guys, didn't it? That was really impressed. Sad I missed it. Oh, yeah. It was really yeah. fun. Uh, wasn't expecting the large EGC raid, uh, but we, yeah, that, that helped. We pulled it off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> if anyone is listening to the podcast because they discovered us through that, welcome in. Uh, we have been the only Age Empires 4 podcast for quite some time now. I think there was another one at one point, uh, but we're the only ones who have been sticking with it. Every other Tuesday, we've got a new episode for you. We're actually doing a good job now of putting them on YouTube, too. Uh, my wife, my wife isn't spearheading that one. So big shout out to Miniru. She has spearheaded the YouTube. She's the one who really has had the time at home to get those uploaded. It takes a lot, takes a surprisingly large amount of time to get that going. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, if anyone's that's... listening because of they found us through that, welcome, welcome in. Um, hopefully, we got some good exposure. I was kind of, I was wild. Fifteen hundred people. That's that had been your biggest stream yeah. ever, too, huh, Beal? I don't think you've ever had more viewership than that. Yeah, no, I've never. That's the max viewers I've had. I, I mean, know you I've and I have both raids. been like up to like 150, a couple like, like maybe one or 200. Yeah, but. one or 200 raids, but yeah, never. 1500. Never 1500. We, I, I was yeah, thinking we, about it. We should probably do uh, another live. I don't think every single time should be a live one, but maybe every now and then, maybe like once a quarter, we could do like a live episode. Maybe every couple. Yeah. But every every EGC tourney, let's do a live, like right <laughs> <laughs> There we go, there we go, right after the tourney. The there we go. Uh, someone when thinks they're going to say do it. They're like, oh, they're back on again. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm going to do it. I'm going to start talking into. That's usually when I get raided. If I ever get raided with a big raid, it's usually right after. It's usually on like a Saturday or Sunday right after uh, Rising Empires is done. They'll sometimes send people my way, which is kind of nice. Yeah, I think I think I hit one time at the raid. It felt good. It's actually I, I started going. I was like went from playing decently to immediately terrible. Yep. So I was so like I was like, oh god, <laughs> I know what to pay attention to. It was it's yep. Yep. it's fun though. It's good. Yeah, the first couple of times that I got hit with like a hundred plus people in a raid, I just lost the game entirely. Just I freaked know, out. Like, oh, the first time is so the hard. Oh, I'm playing Loilo Legends. Uh, welcome <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, without that's fail. How, that's, how, that's how we were. This uh, this last Sunday we went live. Like when we got raided, we immediately got nervous. We're like, uh, uh, hey, hey guys, how are you? We promise we're a professional style podcast. We've been doing this for at least six months now. We're like, we're we're we're, we're not greenhorns here. I know, right? We are. I think we are pretty uh, experienced in the game now. I would say we're getting there. I'd say we're getting there. We're experienced you know? podcasters. Experienced podcasters. Pretty experienced players. I'd say too. Like maybe we don't perform at like the highest levels, but I would argue that our overall knowledge base is there. You know, experience for sure. Knowledge and experience. I think we we're there. I do. Yeah, execution we're not. <laughs> is yeah. That, that, execution. We're yeah. working on. <laughs> we're we're the best backseat drivers. Is what we're really saying. Hmm. Oh man! What oh yeah, I would, I would trust me as a coach. Oof! Oh yeah. I I don't even know where to begin. I have got like a somewhat of an outline. I'm excited to get well, so so preview this episode here. We're going to be talking about a lot of news. Obviously, the big news is that the Byzantines have been confirmed. They had the trailer release, which confirmed that, as well as uh, a bunch of Civ variants. And I just want to say before we really dive into that, uh, we called it. We called it. We, we, we did. did it. We did it. We called we all of those. I mean, we we knew that the most top three civs would most likely be Japan, Byzantines, and then maybe a Nordic civ. We got those top two, right? Done. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking many times. We've mentioned maybe variant civs, maybe like an alternate French, an alternate, you know, and like HRE, you know, all that good stuff. Getting, getting it. I mean, that's 
That's huge. I, just, I think that really does. We can't predict the names, but we got close. <laughs> well, and that's been a, that's been the big controversy right now. Now that you know, oh, people yeah, yeah, just yeah, cannot yeah. be pleased, and we're going to talk about this too. The the names sure. have been getting people a little bit up in arms, but I'm just kind of sitting there like I just don't even care. I just don't. I don't care yet. I, I just, I'll wait to see how they actually play and function before I really weigh in whether I yeah, love it or silly. not. But I'm just it's happy silly. to get the content, man. I mean, it's what a great day to be an Age of Empires player. Oh, that's gonna Absolutely. be. I wonder. I, what do you think the the player base? You think the player base is gonna increase by? Actually, I think it's gonna increase by. It already margin. has. I have a Reddit post. Uh, sneak peek here. I've got a Reddit post showing that we're already up. I think fourteen percent on player base. Oh yeah, it's going so crazy. It's it's already going. I think everybody's this, taking taking the fourteenth off of November. Dude, oh, you know, if I if I what, what day is that land off, on? What is that land on? Let's take a look. Let's take a look. So November the 14th, I'm looking at my calendar right now, is a Tuesday. Oh, come on, guys. Ooh. Oh, that's so awkward. Yeah, that's Jeez. a wag. Well, let's take a Tuesday off for this. Oh. I, I've even got, I'll, I'll I even played D&D off. that night, too. I'm like, I'm booked that night. I won't even get to play it. I'll have to wait for Wednesday the 15th to actually play. Gosh. I'm thinking about taking that Tuesday off. Just You're going to take the day off, huh? I'm going to get a little boo-boo stomach call in. Be like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> See, I work for a hospital. I if I do that, I have to wear, like, wear a mask for a week. And I'm like, they have to like check me out. And I, it's even though I'm just in an office. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. So Listen, I, I, can't, yeah, I, can't, I, I can't fib that one. So, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> do what I gotta do. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, yeah, we called it, though. Um, and, and, you know, obviously, I, we, we, I, I, my last Reddit post is actually the one I had. Uh, I astroturfed a, uh, a Reddit post, had Caleb do it. Uh, I have that. That was my last Reddit post today as well. Uh, just kind of be like trying to promote us that we know we we've brought you guys for six months now quality content and we have gotten things right with our guesses. That means, you know, we've got like a thumb on the beat of uh, of where this game's going. Like we understand this game, right? Because we got it right. Like we nailed it. I mean, Sir Neville's with the absolute hopium for years that we were going to get some saves that came Never through. I was I wasn't too sure. But then all the guesses we've had, I mean, a lot of guesses. And we got that. We even got that landmark right. That it'd be the uh, the floating gate, right? Uh, yeah, that was Japan. good. We got that right. I mean, we, we've we been on it. We have been on top of it. And someone <laughs> someone on that Reddit post, by the way, accused us of having inside knowledge. Like, oh, yeah, there's been a version that like content creators have been working and playing with for months now. And I was like, what the heck? No, no. So to clear the record, first of all. We are the unofficial Age Empires 4 podcast. That means we do not get paid for this. We do not have any kind of inside knowledge. Everything that's coming this way has been by our own volition and our own efforts. So just want to clear the air there. Unofficial. Just, I'd love to be official. <laughs> I, we don't know how to do that yet, though. So yeah, that'd be cool. All right. Enough tooting our own horn. Um, I'll probably toot it more later. But in the meantime, let's get to our Age Empires news. Uh, boy, where to start with that, huh? Let's talk about Byzantines, huh? Let's start with that. Oh, yeah. Byzantines right. are confirmed. Um, what do we know? What do we know so far? I mean, I, I don't, we don't know much. We know about as much as we know about Japan, right? I don't think we know much, but I mean, it's a lot to speculate on. I mean, we're clearly getting fire of a lot of yeah, fire some in the game. Fire rams? That That's looks kind of sure. cool. I think fire ships, too. I think demolition ships are not going to be with the Byzantines and be fire ships. That like, sounds so, like well, a how are you going to uh, balance that? Because, I mean, the thing with demo ships is they're cheaper, but they explode. Like, that's the... Well, that's, well yeah. maybe, that's like, the rock, maybe... Rock, paper, scissors. Well, because, you know, like, demolition ships have like an AOE effect. They kind of blow up everything around them. Like, maybe fire ships kind of have a more centered... Like, maybe you just balance it to where they are, like, you can't really... 
you just they're strictly to take out sprinkle ships, like just burn down sprinkle ships. Like you can't really get age like AOE damage around it. Like where you can get you can get two okay. demo ships. Okay, just, like, so they're more expensive, but they're like legit anti demo uh, sprinkle ships. Like they're more precision, maybe more precision rather than AOE. They're a little you know? like because the demo ones blow up, but it. I, I would assume it'd take longer to kill a sprinkled ship with a potential Greek fire ship. Yeah, possibly yeah. more reliable, you know, because I feel like demo ships are so weak, you know, it's it's really a, a crapshoot if you're going to get it landed or not. Yeah, demo ships are like, man, not from the game first launch, too. Those things were nuclear bombs. Dude, but yeah, they really were. When, when, <laughs> when they got nerfed, dude, they, they really just serve a purpose. They're really just they're like they're like paper. Purpose. They're like paper boats now, like little like newspaper boats, yeah, you know, that dude, like your dad would make after ships. going out to like Spaghetti Factory. He'd make a they take the newspaper and make a little <laughs> spaghetti, make a little like a, a yep. those little menus. I think, ah, that's a really odd memory. But like big paper. I, my, why is it that dads can always do that? I don't know how to do that. I, I never learned how to make one of those like paper hats out of a newspaper. Or those little boats, oh. make. but it, that's how oh, demo yeah, ships yeah. feel to me, though. They feel paper thin. Yeah, dude, arrow ships just do just like one volley of arrows. Yeah, dude, it's, it's over. Insane. You got more than two of those right, things. You got the micro your demo ships heavy. You got the micro your demo ships heavy, but they are strong though. They feel because if you get in between, if you get them near some sprinkler ships, the sprinkler ships are done for. Like it's a wrap. Yeah, but just getting them there. If there's any arrow ships in the area. Well, the nice thing yeah, about demo ships is that you things. can hit like on rivers and stuff like that, like a confluence, for instance, you can use them against land units if you time it right. And that can be devastating. Yeah. But I know, I think like demo uh, ships going like, pretty well. Against land units now. I mean, I, 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 just, I was just watching a, a call to arms today and I'm pretty sure I saw them go into uh, Sapahi pretty dang well. So okay, I think it depends I know on before, the unit. It was instant kill. Like the whole military's instant kill. I don't think it's quite that. I think it depends. I think the heavier units can take one. I think the uh, if you got like trash army, I think it's gonna get okay. Wrecked. That makes sense. But I, I think archers sense. have. Do archers have uh, bonus damage against demos, or is it just archers? I don't know. Maybe just fishing. I think it's just. I don't know. That's a good question. But yeah, I don't, I, I, like land unit versus naval unit combat is still something I don't see a lot of. Like I had, I was playing on Golden Heights earlier today, and I had a scout. Uh, just start torching an enemy fishing ship because he was taking the uh, shoreline fish. Hmm. And I was like, I have, you know, I've never seen a scout fight fishing boats before. That's an odd. That'd be a fun segment. Yeah. Like the rarest matchups you see in regards of unit on unit. I think most of them would be like water on like land. Those are probably the rarest. I mean, it's always feels weird. You know, like you ever get like an odd game where you're on warring islands, heaven forbid, uh, where you got like you got like bombards shooting down boats from the coast. It gets yeah. some weird. You get some weird matchups every now and then. I don't think I've ever played that map. Um, I do remember in AOE two, mangonels were insane against ships. Um, mm. If you could get mangonels on the coast, they just English, shoot through ships. English trebs uh, with shattering projectiles aren't too bad. If you get that and you get geometry, uh, they're not bad against ships because they've got the range. So they can usually keep hitting them. So a bunch of trebs can English trebs can sometimes slightly hold off some naval things. I think where they kind of out, outrange it. Yeah, they, just kind of, they have the range is what gets it. Yeah. yeah. And they're not well, doing well, tons okay, of damage, but they're just enough to keep them irritated. If I can ask, how would you guys want if they did have it? Because I have a feeling they will put Byzantine fire ships like don't like you know that's kind of what they're like known for the greek fire how would you want to implement it would you want to be like a like mainly would like how okay how would you like it against ground units i mean like, you know 
would you want it to like do bonus damage time sort of i don't know bonus yeah because they catch on fire they catch on fire so they kind of like stay oh what about bonus damage against docks like oh see that'd be sweet that makes sense that'd be kind of neat i like i would like that especially if they have low armor slightly worse against sprinkled ships than demos but like a little better than docks because uh I think it is four demo ships uh, equals enough damage to take down a dock. I think that's the count. Okay. But okay. if you had like a couple of like just a, a Greek fire ship focus firing on a dock for a little bit. Um, yeah, I think that's a, a good bonus that ship could have. And yeah, would you want them to replace the demo ships or have both of them? I replace, 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 I think. Yeah, that's what I would say too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think I get very worried when you give, uh, especially with water right now being what it is. Water is very, water feels balanced, but I say that with like an asterisk on it, you know, that it's like, it's very, I think water's amazing. It's, it's in a good spot. I think overall, I don't, there are, we, we've talked a bit about the problems that water can have. Um, I think right now it's in a good spot because that rock, paper, scissors is very, very like in stone, you know? So if you were to give mm-hmm. someone an extra ship that others don't have, that'd be the only unique ship. I think that like, cause you usually have three options, right. And up until Imperial age, yeah. so like you've got you know, yeah. the archer ship, the demo ship, the sp- uh, sprinkled ship, that's it. So if you were to add an extra ship on top of that, that would be a huge advantage just in be a matter of diversifying your military. Yeah. And feudal I anyway, agree. I know Ottomans get their like, cause you get the beefy warships in Imperial. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Ottomans get a pretty beefy warship in Castle, and mm. they also get a floating military school ship, which oh, is really? like a transport ship that's oh yeah, they did that. In garrison slots over time huh. with like it just creates units. You know, I don't think I've ever and actually looked at Ottoman water. I have. I don't like. I don't see the much the military ship. Wait, so this spawn free? Like, how does a military ship work? Like a military school ship. So. It, um, I've only used it once. Like one time, I was playing Ottomans on, uh, I think it was Confluence, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Whatever, this is a quick match." I've never seen this unit used before. Um, so it's the the Grand Galley, um, and you can transform it into a military school, and then it, uh, then you can sort of set what units. It creates like a regular military school um, okay. and then they just spawn, but they're garrisoned in the ship. So you have to unload it oh, on the shore. Oh, OK. I've never seen anybody use that before. Well, I just I, I can't remember the last time I've seen Ottomans on water, to be honest. I mean, that's just not. Yeah, a that's crazy. I, I, I don't, think it's much they just don't have really good eco for it overall. I feel like it doesn't really fit what they try what they're trying to do. I mean, because the best, decent, best water sieves are still Roos, HRE, uh, China, I guess, is up there. And then maybe English. Oh, at number China four. for sure. China, I, I think those English, are the top. Those are, the, sure. I think, unquestionably the top four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Ottomans on a, on a water map. I'd like to, I can't wait for watering holes to get back into the ranked map pool. I like um, water holes. Because Ottomans on that, you drop a barracks. And then you drop a military school and you just flood them with dark age spearmen and you just deny the docks basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can build your own and like deny the initial dock drop for your opponent. Um, make them waste all that wood and then get your, mm, I hate that so much. It happens to me. <laughs> yeah. Get your, uh, 
fishing eco going up um, while they try to recover. Yeah, so I think items are good on hybrid maps. Like when there's a like land and water, they actually I see them more played. Yeah, a very, a very hybrid map that was like that, like especially anything that has like rivers on it. Like if you're not nothing that yeah. has deep sea, you know, I think of like confluence, Ottomans are viable. Um, trying to think of some others, maybe like maybe like a Mongolian Heights, they could be viable, you know, they could perceivably deny oh, yeah, other people's water. Yeah, I mean, so at that point, you you're working at denying water for other everyone else, not just taking it yourself entirely, you know. I've right. If, it, if it's a map where you can drop like a mill near some uh, near shoreline fish mm-hmm. and basically get the fish eco that way, that's fine because you are going to go wide for map control as Ottomans. Yeah. So that can make up for the yeah. fact that you get really no bonuses uh, on water. So, so what do you guys think the Byzantines will rank as a water as a hybrid? I think I think Byzantines would be a good uh, hybrid save. I can see that. I, mean, I can see them being very similar to Ottomans in that regard. I, I guess the big question is like, what are they going to look like as a Civ identity, right? And we had the kind of a screenshot. I think this is my Sockton prediction. I'm pretty sure that there's going to be something to do with uh, Aqueduct. That was okay. kind of something that they were known for. That old Roman technology, you know, that was still kind of a hangover from, you know, the the classical age, right? I think they'll have something to do with like things like that. I. I feel like I saw somewhere on a Reddit post. I could be wrong, or maybe you guys mentioned it. Maybe I said it. I don't remember. Um, I, I feel like this would be the kind of sieve that would be very stone heavy because of that. Imagine like mm-hmm. a like okay. needing like an aqueduct using stone to get resources, or like they need to like take up stone to build their economy up or to build certain items, you know. Which I I, I don't know if that's for sure. I think I saw a discussion about that, and I thought that'd be really interesting to see. Uh. Because that, that's something that would be unique to the game. You know, I don't think any other sieve relies For on sure. stone. I feel like that'd be awesome if they had like a Mesoamerican sieve. Um, Ooh. Like, like Mayans and Aztecs, definitely very stone heavy civilizations. Like stone and some sort of obsidian. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like if there was a sieve that would be stone heavy, like those should be those should be that. Yeah. I'm be real, boys. Not the brightest bulb in the pack. What exactly? I see aqueduct is like a like a, 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 a basically like a channel of like you know it's like it's a water supply. What exactly would it do for the game? Like, what is an aqueduct? Really, I don't so, really know. So, I, I mean, an aqueduct. I mean, in real life, right, is moving water from one place to a drier place, right? So, I mean, the Romans had the aqueducts back in the day that. Just kind of slowly at the rock, basically just keeping your own little water river like to where you need it. Uh, in California, mm-hmm. you've got the really big aqueduct because it's super, super dry out there. We got all the rivers that are in the mountains. They have lots of stuff. It's just bringing water in to make your land more fertile. Uh, so you can actually grow that, crops. So is that like, so I like imagine, in the West where like there's a not really official water supply. You guys kind of have to get your water. Uh-huh. Exactly. Because like, we're not getting enough so rain. How we have to bring it in. Exactly. And if you think about where the Byzantines are, it's a very turkey. Uh, my stepdad actually was out there uh, in the military for a, a year, and he was telling me, I, I never thought of this, but Turkey has a very similar climate to California, Southern California in particular, because on the coast, because it's a mid- they call it a Mediterranean climate. And it's true of both Southern California and, of course, you know, areas around the Mediterranean. And it's, it's usually dry, hot, but you get some humidity from the coast, but not enough to really, you know, be enough to do some serious farming. So I, I, I would imagine that if they had an aqueduct, which I think in the screenshot... It looked like there was something that looked like that. 
I would imagine it would do some kind of economical bonus because with that, you'd okay. be getting eco bonuses. I think you have to invest That's in it. Idea. Okay. I got a question too. Okay. You might be saying, I think they're say the same thing. I don't know if we are, because I'm thinking of something like what these we use for it. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I mean, we're all speculating. So. All right. So what I was going to say is, uh, so every sieve has influence mechanic and mm-hmm. aqueduct is going to be the thing that spreads that influence mechanic yeah. through that. Like, so just probably some sort of bonus to food gathering rates. That's what I was or suspect. Farmed yeah. Or uh, the olive groves that we also saw in one of the screenshots mm-hmm. uh, could be connected to that. But I think whatever the aqueducts are going to do, they're going to be implemented into the influence mechanic. Yeah. Okay. And I feel, I feel pretty good that that is what that was in the screenshot. I feel like that is not, we can't say it's confirmed, but I feel like, I feel like 70% confident in saying that that's probably going to be a, the mechanic that's in the game. I would, I would just, just a speculation, but Hey, we've been right about a lot before. So you can trust us here. And we say we're, we're feeling pretty good about this. I, I think Beal's on the money there. I, I do think it'll be something like that. Unless we're completely, completely off base, and you know, in which case, you know, who knows? But okay, boys, I'm seeing this. Okay, what if? Okay, and you tell me if I'm saying if I'm describing an aqueduct correctly. But like, what if this thing? So I'm seeing these like chain of aqueducts leading to this like little like fountain from the screenshot. Uh-huh. What if like you connect that aqueduct to like on a hyper map the water? And it I feels wonder like, about that. That that was one like, thought. You, I had. you like almost you're like some type of food influence. I mean, I, I guess you can't fish because just water. But like, what if like you know? I mean, you you have to survive on water as long as food. Also, mm-hmm. what if that like is a way to hydrate? So like you said, some of the influence system where like you have like almost like the uh, like a chain. Like you have to keep this like line of aqueducts. And like, you know, together to make an influence. And if they're all together, so like basically the way you would defend that is breaking that chain. But if you keep a chain of these little aqueduct walls to your water, you have bonus food from the water by keeping or maybe your villages move faster from being hydrated. Yeah, it could be a number of things, right? Who knows what that influence could be? I think the interesting thing about that idea is I don't know if that would, but the one thing is that would very much limit it to it has to have water on the maps, right? We haven't seen a like a unique building or landmark that is specific to water. water. Uh, That's my only hang yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Why Arabia exists. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I mean, I but think like, it's you know, like, no like trade. That. No trade outposts or trade landmarks. So like, I mean, maybe it would suck. That's uh, true. Maybe. I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm saying like I mean like I would have seen like maybe as a dual purpose for just land, but I don't know what that would serve as. Yeah. But I, I would, I would, suspect, I would suspect that the aqueducts will just be like presume that it's bringing water from somewhere else. That's, That's my what I guess. Assume. But I do yeah. think it will be. I, I think I think Bill definitely is on the money. I think there'll be some kind of mechanic that gives you an economic boost with that, and I and I think it'll cost stone yeah. to build. So I think that'll be a very important part of that sieve is building the stone to get that. Or maybe stone and wood, you know, who knows? Maybe a combination. I mean, how have I've ever seen? I've got a development. I'm looking at this picture right now. Yeah. So, okay. I can see the fountain right side of the screen. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Wait, wait, I need to look at those orange arrows. Take a look at the top left. Put, the, put, that the top the, uh, put that link in the uh, Discord for me. I need to look at that myself, okay. too. Yeah. I'm going off memory here. Top I was looking at it earlier, but. That building, the top left. Like, I'm looking on Google, so I see it highlight. That looks like a fountain, too. Yeah? That looks like the same building. Okay. What's next yeah. to both of those buildings? 
a like mill it. surrounded by those olive groves. Uh-huh. So maybe the aqueduct, you can bring it over, put it next to like one of your mills like, that's surrounded by farms, and yeah. then turn it into olive groves. Ooh, and then, like, now we're getting somewhere. Your uh, it boosts your farm output somehow and like changes that. Their well, look design at the screenshot too. If you guys, if, if for everyone at home, if you look, I mean, I would definitely look, suggest looking this up. Uh, but yeah, this this aqueduct. Oh, there's one of the top right. There's one the top right as well. It's yeah. all connected. You can see the mill and the and the olive groves. And it's I right see next one, two, three, oh, four. There's one yes. in the center top, one in the top right, one in the top left, and then one down right center. I'm thinking that and that they look like little. They, they don't look like. It looks like they're clearly made out of stone, I think, is one thing I want to know. It's clearly stone, and it's clearly different. I'm betting that is a huge mechanic. Big, big time. I mean, that's like, big that's taking up about 60% of the screenshot, you know? You think Bitsy might be more of a base building type save? Maybe base building? Maybe base building, a, uh, stone use, but then, I mean, I, I, I'd be curious what kind of uh, units they have as well. Also, I love the purple face. Oh, you know, know. How, like certain sieves kind of just lend themselves to certain colors. Like French oh, like, yeah, deserve purple. to be blue, you know, mm-hmm. like blue or teal. English looks good in red. Uh, like uh, Ottomans, I feel like always are green. Uh, HRE tends yeah. to look really good in yellow. I feel like this Most is definitely. definitely a purple sieve right here. This is definitely yeah, a purple sieve. Right. They've only shot them in purple. Yeah, they, they look and good. Purple is good. Purple yeah, it looks good. good. It that's, looks good. And that's a first because I think purple is not. That's like my least favorite color. I was like, purple. What do I think? What, what sips do I normally associate with purple? Um, I don't think any yet right now. Yeah. Not, not, not really. No, this, this is a good one for that. Because I say China, I usually think of as like uh, red, or, maybe red. A, or red or blue. Usually one of those main two. Red HRE for is sure. the yellow for sure. Mongols, I always I mean, think of the light blue or green. Mongols, I think I think straight up blue with Mongols is weird. I like Mongols blue. blue. Yeah, that would. I, I, I feel like anytime I find any sieve color, like the color of the flag, that's usually that kind of what it leans towards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Because I, because I use English, I use red. Yeah, Delhi looks I, really I good. It's like a green, green, green looks good with Delhi. Abbasid yeah. kind of could be whatever. I've seen, yeah, Abbas- I've seen, I've seen Abbasid is purple quite a bit. See me, I always go yellow with Abbasid. Oh, interesting. It's weird, yeah. But like, uh, visiting the flag in the game is purple, so that makes uh, yeah, nice. that makes sense. It's a good, yeah, yeah, the purple sense. looks good because with like kind of like that uh, that like blue topped domed roofs that they've got for the towns there. It looks the, the purple's mm-hmm. good. For anyone who's gonna pick this stuff up, I highly recommend. The purple looks very. Yeah, I think very purple's fly. the move. Purple's the move. Purple's the move. Um, anyways, yeah, I think there's aqueducts. I think I I'm speculating again. I think it's a stone based structure, or maybe stone and wood, or maybe some combination and i definitely think that those fountains at the end of the aqueducts are giving some kind of bonus are going to give some kind of bonus to the farms yeah i think it upgrades them to whatever like those those olive trees are that makes yeah. sense or maybe it just gives, means, or maybe it just gives an influence i mean it's hard to tell but, but yeah i definitely think that's oh, we'll see for there's sure there's definitely a mechanic that's going to be there apparently they're going to be announcing they'll be going more into the i don't know if there's uh, they said variants but maybe these two uh also when uh next week early next week so probably like you know between monday and wednesday they probably uh give more details about everything so that's gonna be dope but listen boys listen boys that's not the coolest thing about this civilization the dopest thing is i have a feeling it's gonna come are the varangian guards yeah that right there, dude. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the fringe yeah, guards. I'm not. You talked me. about them in like a, an older episode. Yeah, it was like ages ago. Dude, you were, you, that that yeah, was like dude. why you were so hyped for this. So go ahead, go ahead and tell me. Yeah. Dude, they're like armored elite 
armored Vikings, dude. They were like mercenaries. I think he mentioned somewhere in the description of the uh, of the um, Byzantine Empire. They're gonna have like I don't know how they're gonna do it, but they're basically going to have mercenary groups. And that was like the Virgin Guard played like a huge role as like personal bodyguards. They played, they were very vital to like security of the Byzantine Empire, mm. but they were like outsourced from like mercenary like, you know, So are we thinking, are we thinking yeah, like look, temporary look units up. or something or? No, I'm thinking like they're just about just to be like unit. out of, they're about to be like, they weren't cavalry. I think they were literally just like infantry. Like they're going to have, if you look at the uh, screenshot, you see like, you see like these caped shit, like men with like capes and shields. Mm-hmm. Like they're running up the very center right so, next to. So if they're to, mercenaries, would they be like a gold only sieve? Or, or gold only that. unit? Wouldn't that be interesting? That'd be dope. Yeah, because they, yeah, they get hired in. But yeah, dude, they, I think these I think these be some armored Vikings. You know that were very very big, uh, very vital to the security of Byzantine Empire. I don't, I don't see how gold, they would not. Instead of a gold cost, like what if it was gold over time? Like it. Started just slowly draining your gold. Like subscription service. Like you couldn't if you couldn't pay for it, they just die on the field or whatever. Oh, that's interesting. That would be so hard to manage. That would be that would be really hard to manage. Yeah. Hey, but sometimes the side is though. Yeah, pay attention, even heard it. So like basically was like subscription. Like well, like just like over time, it's just like you're like, what is it like what like fifty gold a minute? Or yeah, I don't know like how much. maybe you'd pay like an upfront cost, and then Ugh, I'm so sick of subscriptions, you know, guys. It would just start like taking <laughs> <laughs> down. Uh, I don't know, whatever. It would impact your gold income per minute or something. Okay, okay, that'd be pretty like sweet. Either taking a tax off of what you're mining, or uh, or just slowly draining it, um, and then if you couldn't afford it, uh, you okay. just die. Or I mean. It'd be funny. It'd be wildly unbalanced, but it'd be funny if they turned against you. Like, oh my gosh, that, that would be something. That, not, that'd be wild. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Like, you go broke and your whole military, they start hating your economy. You're like, wait a minute. Whoa. You're like, God, imagine wait a being like, like hey, whatever they're paying you, I'll pay a double and just be able to buy away units from someone's civ. That'd be something. That'd be crazy if you could barter me a game with enemy units. Like, oh listen, gosh. Like, hey guys, you don't have you to do work. this. You don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> like your are just like I said, they they couldn't convert units. They could just buy your units. That would suck. That would be horrible. That would suck. That'd be so bad. Let's be. What about uh? Were, were cataphracts? Their cataphracts are big in the. Uh, oh yeah. Based oh yeah. On, yeah. So I think cataphracts for sure. So, so what were they sure historically? Their, uh, you're, you're a resident historian on the Byzantines. What were oh, they? Believe me, I guess I do. I don't. I don't really know, but I've watched a couple of YouTube videos. Yeah, you know more than me, and I, I'm a pretty big history guy. But I think you know more than me on this one for sure. So, nah, so let's, no, let's, let's, let's hear the history lesson on cataphracts. Well, basic cataphracts, I think they're just like, uh, so I'm not the most, but they're like, they're like basically they're, they're armor, your heavy armor, like cavalry. That was like, uh, like, you know, with the, uh, I think with the Roman, the Western and Eastern Roman Empire, you know, because Roman, I mean, the Byzantine Empire is just the Eastern Roman part of the, uh-huh. it's just the continuation of the Roman Empire. Like, uh, pretty much when the West fell, the East just like continued on forever. So a lot of people are complaining about the Byzantines saying like, you know, like Ron the Castle, uh, you know, Imperial Age, that was like the end. That was like the end of the the Byzantine. Like you're about to like a lot of civilizations you're playing were on the rise were like with the Byzantines, you were like playing them guess on their fall. Cause they used to be like big dogs. But mm-hmm. then like a lot of pretty much like they like they had a lot of territory and then they slowly started losing territories over time to where eventually they just had Constantinople. 
which is like which is like the New York City of that time. Like it was amazing. Yeah. Like it was very influential. But yeah, so like I mean the so, cataphracts. Oh my fucking yeah, yeah, the cataphracts. Uh, they were in Age of Empires one because uh, any there were like the Imperial elite knights in AOE one. Like the last stable upgrade you got turned your knights into cataphracts. Um, but mm-hmm. in AOE two, they were the unique units of the Byzantines. And mm-hmm. they were cavalry who didn't take uh, anti-cavalry bonus damage. So spears Ooh. did not do, like, extra damage. Oh, that's so it'd be like crossbows oh, would be your way to go then, huh? Crossbows would be the way no, to go. No, any sort of oh, really? anti-cavalry damage. Oh, yeah. Hopefully they, the, I hope they wouldn't have a crazy... <laughs> they'd have to have a lower attack then, right? They'd have to not be too heavy yeah, in the they attack. They'd be they slow tanks. Uh, you, and you had to train them out of castles instead of stables, mm. so... You couldn't mask oh, them up wow. easily. Uh, and they also, uh, with a unique tech, uh, did like area of effect damage. Like they would damage units all around them when they attacked. See, now that'd be a good way to balance them. Maybe make them a little slower too. I feel like they're really heavily armored. Like their ar- and, uh, horses have armor too. Like maybe like, yeah, maybe make them have a little bit more help, a little beefier, but have lower attack. But yeah. dude, but the interesting with like no counters, that's pretty interesting. Right. I mean, like that'd be so annoying for raids. Knights against them, um, because knights already have higher attack mm. and higher defense. Higher defense, yeah. higher ch- gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You just gotta out cavalry them their cavalry. Oh, that, yeah. I love that. Guys, but, I'm so excited for this game right now. Oh, it, dude, it's, it's amazing. So good. That'd be amazing. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And uh so like and then like so like what did they so I'm I'm looking right now good old Wikipedia like they originate in Persia like like uh so they're basically like so modern day like Iran I'm sure because you know I I think uh, I think the Byzantines like their empire like like actually did expand out to like what is modern day Iran like do they, they I don't think they got huge... I don't think they got quite that far I think they had yeah, a crescent in Iraq I believe. Uh, I don't think it yeah. got past that though. Uh, Persia was always kind of a thorn in people's sides for some time. Yeah, so like it's just like it's just crazy. I remember people said they the HRE's in the game they don't need Byzantines, and I'm like, dude, what? This is very different. Byzantines this is a very different like, looking civ. I, I can yeah. see maybe some people going like, well, we got autos, but that's also not quite the same. Like different yeah. regions here. Uh, also, kind of on this uh, for the campaign, I'm really excited because we're getting uh, an alternate civ for Abbasid to go along with this. Oh, it's yeah. going to look really good. I think it's the uh, Sultan's Army. Is what, like... There's some controversy on the naming conventions for it, but no, um, yeah, you'll get into that. For like, sure. I, I mean, regardless, uh, another civ to kind of a variation civ to kind of go along with this era and this air region, I think is going to be so fun to see. Most definitely. I'm kind of excited for the campaign, honestly. Like, that's oh, excited yeah. to see that. And I'm really just excited to see these in the game. So am I, I. Think, I'm hoping they improved because they said there's going to be like hero units with abilities. Uh-huh. So I'm really interested in uh, if if the campaign is going to play out a little closer to uh, like StarCraft 2 or WarCraft 3 campaigns. See, one thing about the campaign that kind of worries me, I feel like it's going to be once again, like how it usually is. I feel like it's going to be a little fast because it seems like uh, those campaigns are only eight missions. Mm-hmm. Like just one campaign with eight missions. And I'm going to try and pretty much like cover like all of the, uh, all of the, oh my goodness, the, uh, the war, the Holy Wars, which was like mm-hmm. five of them. They're like a lot of whole, there's like a lot of crusades. Have and a lot like, of interesting so, scenarios. And it kind of fits, it does fit the theme with how they've been doing. Obviously, I don't think it'll be quite the uh, style of campaign that you were kind of hoping for to be a little bit like so Starcraft 2. 
But regardless, I mean, with the amount of content we're getting, I do think it's pretty exciting stuff that they're adding in. And the best part about the whole thing, dude, it's fifteen dollars. Yeah. Oh, we haven't even mentioned yeah, that. That's yeah, crazy. fifteen dollars is crazy. I was genuinely expecting a twenty dollar DLC. I think twenty five, yeah. thirty. Twenty. I, 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 I mean, I had I'd have forked out forty bucks for it. I, I would have really paid would've. it. No problem. I would have paid it. No problem. The brilliant it, thing it about bad. them holding back and going fifteen. I mean, the game is not going to be free to play, right? The game's not going free to play, but a really good expansion. It's only fifteen more. I mean. That's, that's good. pretty fair. I mean, that's I mean, I don't think anyone's upset by it. That's a price point. That's like, eh, I'll just, you know, that's that's a lunch, right? That's that's a that's Most someone's definitely. lunch. Yeah, that's easy. And I'm curious if they're going to drop the uh, what they call the anniversary edition down to like 20 or 15 bucks itself. Oh. So that you can pick up both of them for the price of like, like a normal video game. 40 bucks. 50 yeah, bucks I wouldn't doubt it. yeah, that's a that'd smart be, that'd play. be great. That'd be good marketing. That'd be good marketing, literally. Or make or make a bundle, like you know, like maybe a discount DLC. If you buy the game, you get disc, you get DLC fifteen percent yeah, yeah. off or something. Look out for that. Well, and this What's is coming it? out right before uh, Black Friday, you know. So I there mean, they, I mean, they're like, because they're giving themselves some time. That's going to come out the fourteenth of November. They've got like a week and a half, and then Black Friday's coming up. You know that Steam sale starts right then. Oh, it's like a gimme. It's just, this go. is going to bring in so many people to the game that maybe, that especially, especially if anyone out there has been on the fence about getting this game. Wasn't quite sure thinking about it, you know, but like maybe when it goes on sale, when it goes on sale, this is a this is a must have now. Right. Like this is missing out on Listen, this would just be killer. I got a message. Anybody on the fence about the game? Listen, stop being a coward. Let's go. <laughs> what are you scared of? Let's go. We all we all had to go through the trial and error phase, man. We all had to go through the plunge of being bronze or silver and getting stomped on. The, but you prevail. You you prevail to the other end, and at the other end is great. Like once, I, I think once you get around gold three, you know platinum level, like you're no longer now. You're just improving. You're no longer bad at the game. You're just trying to get yeah. better. Like you like gold gold in plat area. You're good. You're, average. you're, you're, you're an not, average player of the game. Yeah, you know, like, you know like, the game. Yeah, you play like, the game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're, not, you're not beginning. If anyone's like, out there, you're not good. You're not getting stomped on by anybody. Like you, you can still put up a good fight. But now, now you're at the you're at the learning phase. You're at the improving your learning phase. And we all had to go through the part where we got stomped on. But once you break out of it, it's nothing more satisfying than getting a win that you deserved. And you got solely on your own. Mm-hmm. Stop being a coward. Buy the game. It's not expensive. You like you like RTS games? Come on over. We're very welcoming. I keep trying to tell everybody that. And the player base is going up apparently. It already has a lot of that, I think, is returning players getting very hyped about things. Um, I'll, I'll look at the actual numbers here in a bit. We'll kind of we'll take a look at the numbers. I've got that as a, one of our Reddit posts for after the break. Uh, but yeah, I think this is going to genuinely help. I mean, the game, the game is we've been saying it for a while. The game's in a good spot. And man, the game is just it's just, even the pros who are playing it are saying it's just going to get better. They, they're they're, everyone's they're feeling very bullish on the game right now. I mean, think about it. Like, I mean, we're not even getting any details. I mean, it's first yeah. of all, like there's a. <laughs> Apparently, there's 11 new maps. Right? Why is it 11 now? Uh, really? So, wow. yeah, 10. Uh, who, uh, yeah, our, our good friend Bitterland, he uh, confirmed in the chat. He said, actually, it was 11. Wow. No, that's, that's... A, that's a good source. He, he, and it's not no leak. He said it straight up in the stream. He says 11 new maps. You know, like, and then, like, you know, there's a bunch of updates coming to the game. I mean, think about it, these These type of expansions don't just come without. It's going to be an update overhaul of all types of problems. Who knows, like, you know, what can be... Things that have been issues that they're going to fix. I mean, we, we're just getting the we're just getting the full blown overview of the DLC. There's going to be a lot mm-hmm. more detail within it. Yeah, you think about like 
the season five patch and how much it added with like Gaza exactly. Raiders, Gulams, like how fresh it felt uh, to have Keshiks, all these exactly. new unique units across the sieves and how much that changed things. Like, I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of reworks to the existing sieves as well coming with uh, this expansion. Yeah, well, those variants in particular are going to be very Ooh. massive. And, I, and it opens the door to having every sieve having a variant, you know? I mean, they're starting with, I think mm-hmm. it's, what is it, four, six variants? Four of them. Four, four variants no, and no, two no, new four, sieves. Right, four, yeah. Because yeah, it's four. six total. Yeah, uh, six. Yeah. And how different those play, it's hard to say. But I like that they're calling them variants and not new sieves. I like that they're being very, I like, like they say it's a new sieve and here's a variant. I, I think that's a much better way of doing it than... Like, for instance, Age of Empires 2 that just had like a million factions that, you know, everyone kind of knew there's like a couple sieves and it's just very slight differences. This is a good way of doing this. This game, I think, I think this update, if I mean, I'm assuming it's going to go off really well. This is basically, I think, going to put AOE 4 as a, a better game than Age of Empires 2. And I think that's going to become almost Ooh, an objective. I, it. I think it's going to be objective. I think it's going to be an objective fact. I think before, I think it was still oh, a case no. for Age 2. After this update, especially... With the way things are going and the way I, I think this game is just in pretty much every way Listen. better now. And I, and I and I I don't say that lightly, you know, because I've got a lot of respect for Age Empires 2. But this game, as we all do, this game, though, is just taking it to a whole new level. And the devs deserve the utmost credit for it. They, they didn't. I, I, we talked about it uh, a month ago that we didn't love how hush hush they'd been for the whole time. And they really could have maybe managed the community just a bit better. But at least when it comes down to being a development team, if you're going to do something right, at least do the development part right. And I think so exactly. far they have done that. And I mean, over the past I, year, anyway. Yeah, over the past yeah, year, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Since the yeah. launch, at least, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, I, I think, like, Sokka, I heard to agree with you. I think this game is going to be the objective. It's going to be the objectively I standard mean, of AOE for, I mean, but AOE, but I think it's still going to be a lot of people not Oh, there'll still be people so, saying yeah, oh, this yeah. game's trash, but they'll be wrong. You can't rate a game objectively better. Than true. That, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess it's true. But I mean, we're still gonna do it. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can't do it. But, but, but we're still gonna do it. do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, both games do play just differently enough mm-hmm. that it is like if you really like the fact that you can dodge arrows and you can house wall your villagers Ugh. and all that stuff. Uh, Whoa! Like, good yeah. for you. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. But listen, AOE, AOE two are our cousins. They're actually man. They're big brothers. I think they're big bros, dude. They're, they're, a little bros growing people. up real fast is all I'm gonna no, say. Real fast. I mean, you know, you know it, it's, we got a lot of protein in our diet. <laughs> We're getting real. We're growing been taking big. Taking their vitamins real, and it's looking good. Taking our vitamins. It's looking real good. And think about it too. Like I'm. I seen a, like a post of somebody saying like. Well, the variant sieves aren't technically real sieves, and technically we're just getting two new sieves. That's the thing about it. Like, we're still getting two a, new sieves and then exactly. And then how I look at it, I'm just like, this is not going to be the only expansion. Like, you want to save some, save some wiggle room for some more. We still got a Nordic sieve. We still got, like I said, uh, I always mess this word up. You said it great, Bill. Mezzo, mezzo, mezzo sieve. Yeah. 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 There you go. American, you know, get some M4s on the field. And then, like you know, then we got. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got Spain, Poland. There's so this the uh, world Spanish was very sieve. Big, I, right? I, I would love to see a Spanish sieve. I think that's very much something Maybe, that we should Polish. get. Or Polish sieve. I'm not as hot on a Polish sieve. I want to see I, 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 have, I think they look so dope in AOE too. I genuinely think we'd get the Danes before we'd get that. Me too. I agree. Or maybe, or maybe they come with the Danes. Danes and Poland. 
I don't know what that had to do, but I don't know. That's that's for another time. That's for another time. But like, yeah, I'm just saying, like, man, this is so. I told you this game is young. This is a young RTS game. It's got so much potential, and it's wonderful. We're 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 watching grow before our eyes. We're like we're like uncles. It's like we're like like, look at him. Look at him get so old. Oh look, he's getting so old now. I mean, it is like how every single update over the past year has just been an amazing update to the game. Yeah, Uh, it hasn't been anything like. There hasn't been any steps backwards. It's always no. been. There really have like, no. There really hasn't because I mean, the, I remember about a year minor, ago, minor things. About this time last year, the trade problem was starting to just emerge and become a bigger and bigger issue, insane. right? Mm-hmm. And leading into like late fall, winter, like trade was a huge issue. They fixed that like back in January, you know, with the yeah. season four update. I think it was season four or five. I yeah. can't remember. Yeah. But, it was, but it was it was a good amount four of time. Five. It might have been five because I think we started the podcast in four. So like by spring, they had fixed that. Uh, I mean, every yeah. I mean, Beal nailed it, man. Every time they've updated the game with something substantial, it's been good. I mean, they fixed the siege meta from back at launch uh, way a while ago. Oh now. yeah, big time. Like every time they have, it's been it's been good. Yeah, I mean, and that's something you can't say for a lot of games. A lot of games, right? Like, I mean, like for example, I was playing Diablo Four, and their first update pretty much killed the entire fan base. And like, uh, you know, like a lot, and a lot of games are taking like a long time to just get the resurgence. Like they've been out longer than AOE or around the same time. And like they, uh, they're, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking, I mean, I hate to always bring out the games, but like, I mean, you look up like Battlefield 2042, Halo Infinite, and those fan bases are kind of like just, it took so long. And it's been like every update was kind of like, instead of trailing up or down, it kind of just mm-hmm. remained stagnant, not doing too much for the game. Where every AOE 4 update has literally pretty much has made the game better. I mean, as far as like casting games, viewing them, I mean, unit variants got even more variant. Like, I mean, what was season four or five that actually like changed the way so many civilizations play, like landmark updates. And uh, like, I mean, if you look at like the early Abbasid and look at them now, like they don't play anything alike, just like the way, or even like uh, Mongols. Like it's just so many, listen, listen. All, as long as the game is trailing up, that's all you can say. Like that's just, that's a good sign. Yeah, like whether it's slow or faster, which I prefer slow and steady. I prefer slow and steady. I can, I can, I, I know sometimes I know. Like I mean, me, I maybe it's a little thing with me where I can like wait. It. I will agree that the devs have been very. They have been very quiet. But once they once they finally spoke, they spoke with a capital S P O K E. Yeah. Again, they, they did it when it came hard. to the things that matter. They did. They did the things that mattered right. Because I'd, I'd rather exactly. have really excellent content content coming out and maybe not the best community management as opposed to great community management with then terrible content. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to a Star yeah, Wars Battlefront 2. Battle, Star Wars Battlefront well, 2 had an amazing community manager. Great. They had always had community updates. They were always like sending, or they called them community transmissions, you know, because Star Wars. They were always up to date on stuff, but then like they got cut. It, everything just got cut because they just didn't have the, the development mm-hmm. to go with it. And that was just awful. Whereas this has been a bit of like a flip side for me to see the opposite of be true, you know, like nothing on the community mm-hmm. side, like at all. But then, I mean, when they do pop out with the new content, it has just been, I mean, it's been everything we could hope for. I mean, I can't think of a lot of the problems we had with the game. We've been saying this for a couple months now in a row. They're just gone, right? A lot of things are fixed. I mean, obviously they can hey, still yo, so find two Say a lot but... of people in the back. I don't think you hear you. A, a lot, lot of the bugs. <laughs> wait, 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 I got to take a look. A lot of the bugs are fixed. You guys hear that? You guys hear that? Okay, we'll make sure. We'll so make I want to sure. throw something out. I want to, one of the 
Big things. I was so excited to see that this was going to be an actual expansion. Uh, oh, yeah. Despite the price point, 15, 20, like 15 is amazing. Yeah, this is not it's a DLC. This is, a, this is an expansion at, at DLC pricing. It really is. an expansion. I'm like, I am adamant in not calling it a DLC. It's like, this is an expansion like video games used to have. Not a <laughs> DLC, like uh, horse armor or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, that's very true. Good point. But I, I good. love the fact that they're not uh, going towards a free-to-play model because we're talking about updates and how they keep making the game better. Mm-hmm. If you go a free-to-play model, then the developers and publishers have an incentive for like the updates to not just focus on making the gameplay itself better, but bringing in more money through whatever methods that they have uh-huh. to monetize the game, whether mm-hmm. or not that's like making, uh, forcing people, I don't know, like having a new sieve that's, you know, really crazy good that you have to pay like five bucks to get or, mm. uh, certain boosts to like battle pass things and having like, dev time go towards that instead of balancing like the the game itself yeah i I could probably stand corrected with uh my free-to-play model i could see some some holes to plug in there like wait, flaws. wait, wait. Are, you, are you saying you were wrong sir devils say, say it for people uh, in the back oh man. <laughs> oh man i could i could have been flawed in my judgment i don't know you know you never know but like but this expansion has kind of like showed me that maybe it mean that what i said that came from a place of nervousness like you know i was trying to play this off like oh we're good i know we're good but like maybe it came from a place of nervousness like maybe we gotta just get more something more a little more flood of content maybe people will stay like maybe I was getting nervous, but like with this expansion, and I'm hearing the saying like apparently it's up to like ten months of content from this expansion. I guess like uh, Age of Noob, who's like a really big like you know enter. He's very uh, he is very into his videos, makes really good videos. Mm-hmm. Age of Noob for sure. But he was saying like he he made videos for Age of Pirates two and four. He put out a disclaimer saying like, "Hey guys, uh, if you're a fan of Age of Pirates two, bear with me." For the next two or three months, I'm yeah. doing just AOE4 content. I mean, it's again, so much I, to cover. I, I mean, I, I said objectively before, and obviously I'm not 100% objective, but I do think like you can't just say it's 100% subjective that this game is better or not better anymore. Like, I mean, <laughs> this game has some, this game has some very it. real uh, uh, arguments to be made about why this game could and very well is better. Um, but Some yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with Beal. I think the, the trick to this is that it's a matter of business model. This is more of a business kind of model decision, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going with a more classic. And I think maybe in, in the world we live in now, it's kind of a breath of fresh air, right? They're going yeah, with a very absolutely. classic, very classic business model. They are a development company, and that means they produce code for the game. They make a product and they sell the product, right? You know, and, that, and, that's, that's and I'm okay with that. That's respectable. I gotta, I guess I gotta just, you know, get off my, um, I gotta, well, I, I, gotta I gotta turn my fitted back forward. I had to just cock to the well, side to make the cool. It's kind of like what Bill said. What that means though, too, is that that means if the, because for a freemium model, right, the product is the, you're, you're, you're trying to get users who want to become consumers, right? You're trying to draw in a big enough user base that they want to become consumers to buy little things, right? And that way you just kind of keep mm-hmm. the base model the same. And it's like little, like, skins or random things like that right you're trying to sell other you're things that are easy to develop the game to make the player like pay money keep coming in yep. more frequently yep where yeah. with this it's like hey the content we're adding has to a be whole good. bunch of stuff just pay 15 bucks up front and uh there mm-hmm. you go yeah it's not it's a one-time yeah. thing until like maybe maybe a year and a half from now they it's like hey another big expansion uh yeah bucks and that's totally fair 
Yeah, it, it means yeah. that the content, you're right, it has to be top tier. If, if the content is the product, that content has to be enticing enough to as an expansion for people to want it, which is, I think, for the player base, I think for this type of game, especially better. Right. For like for like Fortnite, I mm-hmm. think is the opposite of this Fortnite. Uh, is, and Fortnite, I think, has been the best of these of all the places that have, all yeah, the companies that have done this. I think Fortnite has the best Most premium definitely. model. The game is free. Anyone can enjoy it and play it. And then if you want to have cosmetics, they because they're cosmetics, they do a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of like partnerships with things. Right. They do a lot of like different oh partners. God, so they do a lot. And, that, and I think that's very valid. They've done a good job with that. And I don't I don't actually dislike the way they've done it. Because I think the base game lends itself to that. They, they had a game that mm-hmm. wasn't great. They realized that they had a mode that worked really well. I mean, they took that and ran with it. Great. Everyone wants to copy that because now, you know, uh, uh, what's the company that they're, owns they're uh, so successful. Fortnite? Uh, Epic. Epic. Yeah, Epic. Epic now. Epic Games yeah. is like a billion dollar company, right? So now oh, everyone dude, wants in yeah. on it. I do think that for this type of game, the content matters, right? And this is, yeah. I think, for us, a more player friendly model. And I am all for it. I agree. I take agree. My, it's it's more so like take, take my money. I'm like, it's like that fry. Is it fry? Oh, is that yeah. his name? Right? You're like, take my money. Like, <laughs> that's that's definitely how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I think fry is more of a quality of a uh, quantity type thing too. Because mm-hmm. usually you can get like uh, go free. You get the freemium, the freemium model. It's just a lot of just a lot of stuff being thrown at you, just to kind of keep you turn the game on every day. Some of it you could tell is just like a little. It's like uh, they just got some dude in the room just drawing up stuff all day just to get just to put a little three to five dollar price tag on it and like i said sometimes man you know like i said if you can't i i, I kind of go with you can't beat them join them but that's not always a good mindset that's my problem right there because they're like Fort, fortnite dude fortnite you said they are like they're the pioneers they pretty much started the battle pass wave and they did they still are doing so well with it and you know they 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 got that on lock so they do their thing good we they can try to keep it over here and do what we do well i don't know we but like you know the developers over here what they do good right because fortnite was designed for like mass appeal like everybody yeah, can have one time in fortnite yep. uh come play as your favorite characters from such and such and age of empires and rts is such a niche community it's <laughs> um, like hey premium gamers premium gamers come over here exactly want to play the, this game that like you have to be kind of a psycho to just like yep i'm gonna spend 30 minutes in intense sweaty concentration uh with not relaxing at all hyper no. stressful hyper competitive no downtime no break no like nothing yeah. nothing dude. Uh, it, it's a different breed uh and i don't think you can go for mass appeal like fortnite does with age of empires because You'll drive out the uh, like the diehards who want to be there, uh, mm-hmm. but you won't attract a lot of new people because, like, oh, that's hard. Yeah, fundamentals of the game uh, just—it's certainly not everybody's cup of tea. No, like, not a lot of people, not a mass amount of people want to come home from work and just be like, okay. Yeah, instead of relaxing, <laughs> there's a reason I play other games really and I stream other games yeah. as well as this game. Like, there's a reason I do I do right, more than you one. Too. You, you need to, you got to, and it's you okay to, to walk away from this game for a little bit and take a break and do something else. This is a high That's involved true. game, uh, but man, like every time I start watching when the with the EGC TV tournaments going on right now, it makes you want to play. It makes you want to play when I see high players going at it. I, I just get kind of excited with the new sieves, new chances to learn, new matchups. I mean, this game is going to feel fresher than it ever has. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. It's I got banned from the uh, EGC 
What'd you uh, do? Three, <laughs> it was briefly because uh, it was Thor Tim and Cow were casting. I was like, oh, he's scraping the ball of the bottom of the barrel for casters here. Or Tito came in and was just like, I, I think you're the one scraping the bottom of the barrel. Oh like, man, with the BGC. And then, like, Cow and Tim, like, in the chat, like, not on the stream talking, but, like, typed in, like, no, no, we know him. He's just, he's just, just kidding he's around. Trolling. He's just trolling. <laughs> That's dude, hilarious, uh, The moderators dude. came down, like, full ham. I've had problems where even I was just, I've been casting, uh, what was it? I casted, uh, I think it was just for, for Rising Empires, and we had someone come in just, like, berating us. And it was like, what the heck, guys? So, so mm-hmm. yeah, you gotta, I mean, actually, I just, I roasted Tim here in the chat in our Discord just a little bit ago, too. Uh, shout out to, uh, to uh, not Tim. Did I say Tim? I meant Caleb. Uh, Caleb Calamari uh, he can't be with us today. He's busy. But uh, he was saying he asked us to to say something sophisticated and inspiring for him. And I I, I burned okay. him by saying, oh, yeah, it'll be easy without him bringing our uh, average IQ down 17 <laughs> points. Uh, <laughs> oh, <right laughs> but, but you got to know right someone back. to do that, right? You got to know someone pretty well to be able oh, to burn yeah. him right. like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to know it's not not like meant intentionally. I mean, I did put a winky face in, in like the following message. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> still, caught a, still caught like you've been muted for 36,000 minutes. Oh, oh my that's gosh. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. That's hey, man. Great. Yeah, dude, should I do, though? So, wait, are, are we going to talk about the variant sieves? Yeah, let's go to the variant sieves. I, <laughs> I, dude, I, there's so many of them. So, let's, let's start with uh, just listing what listing out what they are. Is there, where do I find where the, I mean, I, oh, yeah, I, I can, yeah, I, I, I find a good spot too. that I, I'm so excited to see patch notes because mm-hmm. I live off of patch notes. So, having like outsource all this to other places that where they've been announced, it's so, so difficult. Also, on a side note, I've got my window with my Seattle Seahawks game. Did the Dolphins oh, really yeah. score 70 points today? 70 points. Oh they tied. They tied. Whoa. Dude, number three. They tied for the third. That is, most, uh, that is out of this world. For anyone game. who's European and doesn't understand, or doesn't know American football, imagine like, mm. imagine scoring that much in rugby or like imagine scoring like 30 points in soccer like or football. That's like seven points. That's like a 10 goal game or like a 17 goal game. That's more, that's more than a 10 goal game. That's like a 20 goal game. Yeah, I mean, 70, 70 points is insane. Is insane. I mean, you don't see that in college ball even. Touchdowns. Yeah. That's like 70 yeah, is what you score in a basketball insane. game, not a f- American football game. That is uh, that is yeah, insane. So I just saw that on my, my, my other screen. I just had to bring I it up. the quarterback. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Tongue of I love, dude. He's a great guy. Anyways, anyways, we're getting off topic. Back to the variant sieves. I just saw that and I had to. That just blows my mind. That is crazy. Um, no, we got there's a, where are the names at? Go Seahawks. There you go. <laughs> I got we. I have the names. Yeah, where are the names? I need to find where that window. Where's that SpongeBob? There, okay, well, like the, names, the, name, the, name. the names is a. Uh, that's all. That's a big topic. You, it's crazy. You think it wouldn't be that big of a topic, but it literally probably be the oh, biggest. People topic are up in arms about this. People are like ready to join Jeanne d'Arc and and join her army just to fight this. Oh um, man, people are going crazy. So so let's so I know. I'm going off of memory. I know that France is getting their alternate sieve, Joan, Joan of Arc, which people are Joan upset about. Oh, I, think, I think I got it. I got it. You got it? Let's listen. So, go for it. So we got, uh, so France's, their alternative is Joan of Arc. Um, the Abbasids are um, getting the Sultan's army. And the, um, the HRE is getting the Order of the Dragon. And the, ja- the Chinese are getting the Jade, Jade Empire. Empire. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, and which I heard some like these are like, you know, like I don't know why they're getting so much hate. Because actually, I think I think the uh, like, for the HRE, like the Order of the Dragon was like a real thing. It was. Yes, like, that, that, was, like, that, yeah. I've seen some Reddit posts about that. It was a real thing. Um, I don't mind that one either. I don't mind that one because HRE is such I mean, a uh, I mean, HRE is such a splintered 
empire, yeah, right? Oh, okay. yeah, I mean, the joke about HRE is that it was neither holy, it was not Roman, and it was not an empire, right? Like that's, <laughs> yeah, that's like, like a joke. Everything about it was great. Like all those exactly. things were not really accurate well, descriptive. Yeah. Uh, no, so. I, well, I think what the controversy comes from is like people assuming that looking at a list of civilizations, you're going to look through and just be like, all right, the Abbasids, the Mongols, the English, Joan of Arc, HRE, like, you know, seeing oh, that, yeah. it's just like, what the hell? How does this, these, it doesn't fit together. Well, that is such what, a weird thing. But I think what you're going to do, uh, okay, yeah. what you're going to do is just call it like, like the French dash, Joan of Arc. Exactly. Yeah, 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 the yeah. same thing. That's what I'm thinking HRE's, too. HRE's Dragon Order, right? Like mm. China's Empire of Jade. Uh, yeah. Abbasid's Sultan's army. Yeah, like it's gonna it's gonna be just like a slash. Because I think the the key fundamentals of the Civ won't change. It'll be just a couple of tweaks, right? Imagine AOE too, like how they have just a couple of different things. Different. It's I heard. I heard, I heard different it's pretty skins. different. I mean, it, might, it probably will be pretty different. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I like think the core function of the Civ won't be like, or at least there'll be enough similarities that it be they couldn't justify calling it something totally different, right? Because it's still, mm-hmm. I mean, Jonah Arc is probably still going to have very similar French things about it, right? The, yeah. the, the buildings are going to look the same. They're going to have the same language, the same, probably the same music, I'd guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, those kind of things, right? So it's going to be the same Civ, but there'll be difference in play style a little bit. Maybe, maybe some different units. I know for HRE, for sure, that that's been confirmed. They'll have different horsemen or knights or something like that, it looks like. I'm assuming that the Sultan's army is still going to have to build a house of wisdom. And that's yeah. how they're going to age up. Yeah. yeah. Um, for or that though, I think, I think Abbasid is going to have instead of camels. I think they're going to have horse riders for the Sultan's army. Ooh. I can see that. I I, I saw yeah. a Reddit post talking about that, and I th- I would say that's probably a good idea. That, that probably I could see that happening because uh, camels, while they were popular, I mean they had horses in Egypt. You know, they were war animals. Horses were the war animals for many civs in that region of the I guess we call it the Middle East. I mean, don't don't the Abbasids still their knights, their lancers still ride horses? I guess so. Maybe be improved or they have something different. Maybe like horse yeah. archers or something, something a bit different, you know? Yeah, I can see that. I can see more. What, what if they do actually have to build landmarks to get four landmarks? That'd be weird. That would be weird. That'd be different. That'd be different. I don't know. I mean, I mean, like, I'm excited yeah. to see. I don't know. Most definitely. I mean, I just like, like, I, I think you're headed towards this build. Like pretty much like, I think the whole naming thing will be if they confirm that like, it was like an under tab of like, so you click on French and there was like a little tab down and then it was like Joan of Arc. Like where, but okay, but do they probably have new flags though too? They did. They looked similar, yeah, but slightly, each one looks similar, but slightly different. I don't think, I they, think. Were, they were confirmed. I think a lot of people are just making them up like how they think it would look, but if they have different well, flags, and the nice thing is, is things can still change, right? They've announced stuff. Doesn't course, mean yeah. I mean, they, they, they are probably looking at all the back, frankly, backlash at some of the names that people aren't happy about. Maybe they will change it. Maybe they will make it slightly different. I, well, I don't the know. Well, the came out they except they're acknowledging that, the feedback from the Civ names. Yeah, like, so maybe they somebody, will. I think on AOE 4, one of the number one things on AOE 4 world is like, uh, like, like the devs have heard us out. Yeah, you I know, saw like that. The devs are listening, like, because I think they tweet out saying, like, there's going to be more details, and we've been looking all we'll the look feedback. At it. Well, you know, it worked for Sonic, right? It worked for Sonic with that movie. So, you know, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, no, it works a lot. Like, man, people really underestimate the power of a unite you, a solidarity fan base, like a unified fan yeah, base. Yeah. Like, you can get a lot of stuff done if you are loud enough. 
Like, you know, the people are signing polls and they're signing all types of stuff. So at the same time, I don't feel like we need to have our pitchforks and torches ready to go here. The devs are we get I, yeah. I do find it a little funny that we have the biggest oh, announcement of the biggest uh um uh, not a DLC, it's a uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh expansion. And people are just I mean, people just love to complain. And obviously there's been a lot of there've been a lot of posts now about people complaining too, which is now just turning into more complaining itself. So I don't want to beat on this horse too hard, but like, guys, 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 can we just be happy just for a little bit? Like, let's just let's just take a breath. Enjoy it. You know, it's going to be OK. I'm just excited. I'm just super excited for the next couple months of Age of Empires 4. Oh, man, it's going to be excellent. I mean, like, like I say it's a it's a it's a tall order to have no one complain. Like, no matter what, like I think when the when the when it all first got announced, people were like when they heard about the variances, they're like only <laughs> Like, I think BCQ was like, CI6 is, and people were immediately like, well, technically, no, it isn't. Like, it's <laughs> technically only two with variation says. And he, like, he's the one that's seen everything. And he's like, listen, I've seen it. I've tried, like, you know, I've seen him in action. He These does places, have nothing. inside information from what I've Oh, what yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. He's, dude, he's been, he's been going nuts. For like month, like at least a, over a month now since they got announced. Like a lot, of, a lot of these pro players, like they, they get. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they they, they have a whole developer Discord. They they're, they're they're tapped in, so like they know they know they have a like an NDA at the sign. So a lot of them know. Like a lot of people in our Discord, like people in Free Bar, they some you know like the little some big wigs in there. They they know like they know what's up, but it's just uh you know you can't really you can't just come out and spill the beans. So they gotta just hint around it. But like what I'm hearing, the fact, especially the fact that everyone's calling them, you know, civs, like they're calling them basically an individual civilization. I think it's going to play, you know, the name aside, like, you know, these are going to be these are going to be different. Like, you never know. I mean, French, the Joan of Arc couldn't be really a, a may not even be a, a cavalry variation. It might be something different. Yeah. It might be a trade version. Say, but who knows? Like anything, it, anything I don't can think, go. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like they want to take some of different. It sounds like they want to take some of these civs and just give them very different play styles. So if you like that civ, mm-hmm. you can still play with a style that fits more what you want to do. Because that's the tricky thing with some of these civs. Maybe maybe someone really loves the culture of the Holy Roman Empire. They really love that Central European, like, I guess that's kind of Western mm-hmm. European. They really love that, like, HRA. They really love that, right? But maybe they just, the play style just doesn't fit, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe the like maybe I love English, right? Or but I guess that's not a good example. Maybe I love, uh, oh, how dare I say, maybe I like China a lot. I, I love this. I love. I mean, I will say it. The music for China is some of the best in the game. I love. Oh, this. Yeah. I love the aesthetic. I love all that. But I just can't play them because the game, the gameplay for them doesn't fit what I do. Mm-hmm. Well, now so here's I- a way you can alternate, have a slightly variation that has a different play style that might fit what I do. You know, for all I know, like mm-hmm. maybe if I don't want to have a because uh, French kind of has just a very aggressive uh, feudal civ, right? That's kind of what they do, or maybe a trade. Maybe now they'll have like an economic thing, or maybe they'll be more infantry based. Yeah. Like there's just so much more they can do differently. So much. And I'm, I'm right now. I'm looking at the uh, like the screenshots that got released, and like you can clearly see. Like I remember back when we went through the screenshots, it, it showed like a uh, like a French looking just like the French, but you see like uh, someone carrying like a hand a hand cannon and a horse. And if you zoom in, like oh, the character's cool. helmet, but but uh, it's horse. It's just hair underneath their helmet. It's like a little it's like a little hero character. Which looks like Joan of Arc, like Joan of Arc. There could be more hero characters being introduced into the multiplayer. Oh, or I think actual, there will like, be. I think that was a big thing that we were actually we were kind of yeah. talking about, and then we kind of got sidetracked. Let's actually dive into that a little bit because I think hero characters are interesting to think about. So far, 
Mm. There's only a couple hero characters in the game. Uh, I can think of two right off the bat that I know are in the game right now. The Khan and the King? Yep. That's Those I are the thinking. two I would say. The Khan and the King. The Khan's been in since the beginning. Uh, and that's been one of the things that's set apart uh, uh, the Mongols for a long time, right? They have a very, very unique unit that has been very unique. Uh, the King has introduced another one for English that they could bring in. Um, what are now, now let's make some observations about those two, two. They are both very different, very different, uh, units, right? But they're both, they're different, but they're also very similar, right? They do different things, but they are both similar in, in a certain vein, right? In that their first thing is not combat, right? They're not massive tanky, like elephants that just bulldoze everyone. The big yeah. thing about them is that they're like support units, right? And so that's what right. makes them so easy to balance, I think. Is that they're right. support units first, not just some crazy tanky like unit that you have to just micro all the time. Yeah. I would suspect, and I would kind of hope that that's what they kind of that's kind of the formula they use moving forward. I think having a massively yeah, aggressive, very powerful unit doesn't seem great to me. However, yeah, I do I think, think having yeah. support with more support units yeah. that do different things is a good idea and easy to balance. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, like, for example, I mean, maybe, well, so I can, what if they like did like another update to where like, so with the Joan of Arc variant, there's actually Joan of Arc on the field. You click on the, the, you know, the unit and the unit says Joan of Arc to where they make like English King now, like Henry V. And they like actually name these heroes and actually start making them like, you know, maybe get the Khan, you know, Uglan or I don't know. What's a, what's a good Khan? Uglan. That's good. I'm going to make your nickname for now. Uglan. Uglan. I think that's a for sure made up. But I don't get it. If there's any Mongolians listening, I'm sure they are very offended by you, Sir Neville's. There'll be an apology YouTube video coming soon. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming out soon. I think Uglan is a name. That was a. Like, I know Genghis. I mean, we all know about Genghis. Uh-huh. But, like, you know, what are the, yeah, his sons. He had a lot of sons. He had a lot of children. So, what if they're one of his children? And then, you know, and then, you know, and also, too, like, the or the Dragon, was that more of a Crusades type of military? Like, they actually had the crosses? No like, idea. You look, I know, right? If you look, if you look in the screenshots, they have, like, uh, like, one of the campaign screenshots, they actually have men with, like, the whole Crusade Templar gear where they have, like, you know, the big white, they have the, the cape, the big white, the white, uh, cr- well, the red cross across the cape. It's like, it's kind of hard to see. We can see on the bottom, which is going to be, makes a lot of sense for the time period of the campaign is going to be based off of. So what if that is also a part of that? There's so many opportunities they can go with these variances. And I think, I think they'd be more different than we believe because whoever has insider information, they're like convinced. They're like, no, these are new civs. Like, they immediately said, like, oh, they, they're not even calling them variant saves. They're at least saying six new saves in the game. So, Bill, what, so do, you, think, what do you think about uh, the idea of, like, the heroes? What are, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I mean, I agree. I don't want them super powerful, although it would be funny to have, like, <laughs> a Warcraft 3-style <laughs> hero that, like, levels up and gets special abilities and like gets his alts and whatever. Um, But I don't think that, I don't think that would fit um, uh, this game at all. So yeah, I mean, hero units that do like slightly more damage than a normal unit of their type and maybe have like a little passive or something that might boost units around it. 
I mean, those are fine. Uh, things that you can only have one on the field at a time. Uh, I'm not against that. I think there's a lot you can do with that, but I, yeah, I don't want something that can just level up over the course of the match. And then you've got this like thousand HP uh, like monster <laughs> barreling down. who's stunning your units and whatever. No, Dude, is, I, there any, I, is there any hero unit that nullifies the enemy attacks? Like makes it that, that units are like, you know, influencing your army it nullifies the enemy army. I mean, if it's an influence. Is that is that, is that yet. exist? <laughs> not yet. It's the, not yet. The Japanese of uh, the charge. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Nullify attacks while they're charging. That that is a union. That is a I mean, that is like a unit thing. That that's that looks crazy that by the way exciting. too. Uh, I was wondering if there's a hero unit that was like no, I don't believe so. Metzer, they don't have anything that nullifies. Is a Metter no. a hero, a hero you know, unit? Yeah, I was just thinking no. like you know Metter like comes. It's similar, not a hero because you can have multiple of them. Yeah. Um, but oh, their true, their yeah. influence and the way they work is similar to how I would expect a number of hero units to operate. Like they do have a similar function in that regard, but they're also mm. kind of the base of the bonus for that whole sieve. You know, as far as their military, that is like their base thing that they use. They have to have a meter. I mean, an right. Ottoman well, an Ottoman's army without a meter is just a bunch of guys so dancing crazy. without music. You know. <laughs> yeah. They didn't they need the rhythm in battle. Like without it, they're lost. They're like, what? They, yeah, they no, stabbed no, no, the beat, you know. No, I can, no acapella Ottomans. No way. No, no, we don't like Ottomans. That. Make that a thing. Make like that, that a phrase. <laughs> Next time I'm casting it, it's gonna be acapella. Exactly. No, oh, we got we got some acapella Ottomans here. Ew. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna use that. Next time I'm casting, that's great. We don't like none of that. We don't like none of that. None of that around oh. here. But no, nah, the but yeah, I see. I mean, I think you know that really. If you think about it, you look at the like the name drama. Maybe you talk about it for longer, but you actually, it's like it's kind of dumb. Like, I can't, so can't even go around it too much longer because it's like just guys just over speculating, and it's really not that big of a deal. I think a lot of people they just over speculate before details are released. Like at least wait for some details to come out on how they're going to play, how they're going to be, how much, how similar they are to the you know the the civilization they're influenced from, like at least wait for the details to be announced before we start over speculating mm. about, cause it's just a name. All right. Like, you End know, like podcast. gotta go now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It gets over. It's over. Now I guess I gotta stop speculating. Yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm saying, no, I mean, oh, speculating is beautiful, but when you do it from like a, like a, like a, almost like an objective perspective where you're like, well, it's gonna be. Well, it's gonna be just like. Well, it's just not gonna be that oh, much yeah, different. Yeah, like, we can't say. It, like, there, there's huge yeah, disclaimer see. ahead of us here. We we've got yeah, no idea. Yeah, we're, yeah. We've made. I, exactly. I do think we. I think our aqueduct uh, uh, observation. I think is probably I that's, pretty that's accurate. And I think good. many people have said that too. I think that's one of those things where most mm-hmm. people can kind of pick up on that. When you see, I think it's a matter of we speak the language of this game, right? Yeah. So we kind of know, like, when you're looking at new things, it's kind of easy to figure out like what the devs are thinking because we all speak the same language. We all speak Age mm-hmm. Empires Four. We kind of just know how the game flows. You know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, like I said, I, th- I think when you get over speculative and then you start like tricking yourself, thinking it's how it's going to be, and you get upset, <laughs> you get yourself upset, like, oh no, don't. Well, like I'm pretty sure it's going to be just like this. So this is dumb to have that because this is that that, and it's like, well, hold on a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> let's release, release the details first before we start, you know, throwing, you know, start rioting, you know, plus plus let's just let's just extinguish our torches for a hot second. Because that happens a lot. I mean, a lot of people, listen, I think right before the actual 
uh, confirmation of an expansion. That's like when the game was at its all time. Like everybody's jumping off ship. Like, oh, we're done. This game's not going to come. Yeah, people were getting antsy. And, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, people were getting super antsy. Imagine, I, I'm glad they announced it when they did because I think another month and it felt like it, uh, felt like it felt like there was something kind of boiling up. But I think there was a lot of hype about. I don't know. Everyone kind of expected an announcement. Like some people expected it, and then a lot of people had liked guessing that there wouldn't be. So it just felt like this was really weird tension that was mm-hmm. in the game. Now I, I will say the tension with the people arguing about the Civ variant names, I'd much rather have this than what we had before. Oh, it's you know? way better. Like, this is like, way this is better. like, ah, oh, man, it's like watching like toddlers go at it and just get angry. Like, no, <laughs> you're a boogie monster. It's like, well, no, it's like, I don't care anymore. Like all the, the, tension, the stakes are so much lower now. Right. So like, if we're arguing about like, oh no, my variant Civ that I get added to the game is not quite named what I want it as, as opposed to, oh geez, is this game going to die? Are they going to cut? Are they going to cut exactly. like their, 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 uh, uh, work on it entirely? Yeah. Is it just done? Where's Dad? <laughs> Where's Dad? <laughs> exactly. Nah, no. This is for sure. This is this is something more like just fun to pick at. Whereas before, it was literally like it was really like Chernobyl in the community. It was like Chernobyl. it was like just, it was like really just people were just really just abandoning ship, you know. But uh, those same people that left, uh, they're on the way back. They're on the way back. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love last week listening to the episode. I, it's rare that I get to be a listener on the show and not just like you know the guy like doing all the editing, doing all the stuff to get it on, uh, getting to hear back when you when you were doubled down on uh last week about oh, a lot too ago about being right. I thought that was so funny. You had me Listen, cracking up in the car. To. I was I was I was laughing so hard. Listen, but you know you were listen. right. Well, well, I'm saying, listen, boys, actually, listen, we were right. We never, as a whole, we didn't give up. I just, you guys are just more mature than me. I just have a little bigger <laughs> mouth. <laughs> well, like, we were all right. We never, not, no, none of us, and Caleb, too, none of us were like, guys, like, well, it's not some secret Discord message. We're like, guys, I don't know if we should. Is the podcast going to stop? Are we going to be done? Gonna, yeah. Do we have time? Like, this is going to die out eventually? This every week, we still been shooting. We still been going in, and we still got outlines coming out every week. We never once were like, like some people, we're not gonna name names, but we we weren't like uh, just like oh it's over it's done I'm I'm moving on to something else, and then you know and then things look great and then we're back suddenly. No nah, man, we stay strong. We we stay fighting the good fight. And listen, that that's always that's always respectable because there's a lot of times that happens when things start looking grim. A lot of people want to jump ship, but the people that stay and hold on and put on their put on their life suit, put on their life jacket, whatever it takes, those are guys that prevail at the end. And now we're like, now we are officially lieutenants of the AOE4 community. We're lieutenant, we are. Lieutenants. We're, we're, sorry, we're sorry, up there. Excuse me. I'm a captain. So, uh, oh, excuse uh, me. My fault. I didn't <laughs> even want to derank you like that. I apologize. <laughs> You're right. We're captains. We're captains. Captains of uh, exactly. I, of the AOE enthusiasm. You know, it, it's like, funny we, because like, I feel like this podcast is such a small niche thing. And in some ways, I feel like we are huge parts of the community. Then other parts, like, I mean, I, I did get a big tickle out of someone thinking that we had inside information and that we had some kind of early version of playtest. I was like, man, I wish like as if that's a compliment. That's a compliment. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. <laughs> that's a compliment. Like, They're like, who are these guys? Wait a minute. realize how much people just talk out of their butt, right? Like about like stuff, like how much people just like completely throw things out there and just assume that that's correct. And how many people just spread false stuff just because they mm-hmm. think they're right. That was kind of, I was kind of oh, yeah. shocking. It's, it's weird to hear something about yourself. That's just completely unfounded. Uh, that'd be hilarious. Like, we should do a parody episode where, like, at, we just always act like we're just leaking everything. We're like, yeah, they're gonna be and they're gonna oh, be geez. tanks, tanks, this tanks, tanks. coming. Age six Great, is coming guys. in, guys. More, more ages, more <laughs> ages. <laughs> a new oh. alien extraterrestrial age. 
immediately start an Imperial and go higher. Like what? Oh man. Bring in Halo into AOE. Bring in Master Chief. <laughs> He's a hero unit. He's the one we've been waiting for. He's the hero unit. He comes. No, no need for uh, cavalry. We got warhogs, warhogs all over the map. <laughs> oh gosh, that would be crazy. Just go play Halo Wars. If that's what you want. <laughs> Halo War. Uh, this little partnership between Halo, Halo Wars, and AOE, both made by Microsoft. So yeah, they are. They are Microsoft taking over. Well, the world. Really. Yeah. <laughs> what if that comes out? They're like the we got dev listening. Like that's not we bad. Like, get a cease and desist letter going. Minute. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. Like, all right, that's enough now, boys. Wait a minute. Nah, that's what's up, though. All right. Well, yeah. I think we've kicked this horse dead. I, I, we could keep speculating, but uh, oh, I don't yeah. think we've got much more to say until we get more information. So let's get I a quick break. I just want to reiterate. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Just, we briefly, briefly touched on it, but 11 maps is huge. Oh, yeah. Um, huge. That is, huge. Like, I don't know. Everybody's freaking out about the sieves, but I am like with bated breath. Like, oh, what are these 11 new maps? Like, I heard they're all great, too. Yeah, if we confirm, it would be amazing if like at least like eight of the maps were winners, just complete like. Oh, that's beautiful. Complete winners have a ranked pool where every single map is awesome, and then have enough like really good maps for ranked pool where you could rotate them uh, more frequently. Because I know we've been on this map pool for like feels like two months at this point. I don't know. When they it's not a bad map pool. It's not the worst. No, I, I like this map pool yeah. quite a bit. One of the better um, ones. It's nice to freshen it up, though. But man, like of course, eleven maps. If more than half of those are amazingly good for one v one, I'm like really hoping that Bitterland took my idea of having like an inverse uh, pit, and that that's going to be one of the maps. I'm like really hoping he's going to put it in there and name <laughs> it something like and name it like name it like like sheep like pastures or something like that or like Highland oh, pastures. Man. Something take for little, us, you know. Take a little secret I, that shot would in, make me so happy out. if he did. That. I I have no idea. No idea. I, <laughs> that would be this like a. Bitterland, I know you're listening. Like, if he is, I, mean, I know he probably is. If he right did, now? that'd be so cool. I, I do think that'd be a fun map idea. He, he, that was his one that he said, one by one idea, he said that it wasn't bad. So I've been thinking yeah. about it. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> I, I, don't see, I don't see two things. I, just, I wish I had a map voting system. Yep. Like, like oh, when it comes down nice. to like, the map, the map pops up and you guys can vote on which one you want. If you guys both don't vote for the same one, how like fighting That's games cool. do it. It like will go like it'll like almost like have like a little spinning wheel and it'll like randomly generate between whichever one you guys want. But like yeah, just like maybe put up like three or four maps and you guys just vote on which one you want to play. And dry rib will be included in there every time. So, I bet matchmaking uh, I mean, comes into mind for that. Why they don't? But it would be kind of nice. What uh, AWE two does every time they redo their map pool, they do have a vote. They're like, hey, here are the twelve maps in like the voting pool. Vote for uh, ten. Community mm. votes. Uh, and the like top seven or eight are in the pool this time around. Yes, yeah. See, I, I mean, like, really like cool I mean, like in a pre, like almost like a pregame lobby, like how most games do it. Where like you you throw up like four maps in the ranked pool, and if it's a team game, then whoever like you know you guys all pick which map you guys want, and the majority of votes can you guys play that map that game or a one v one? Just throw up like one of between two to three maps. And then you guys both pick which map you guys want. If you guys both pick the same map, it's automatically enhancedly. That's the map you guys play. But if you guys pick like two different maps, and it like almost goes like a like a coin flip. All right, quick little pushback against that because in fighting games, there's not really like besides yeah, like exactly, yeah. 
Yeah, not really that much of a difference. Not um, a difference. But you could you could see like one guy just being like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna learn like marshlands or whatever, and I'm gonna uh, create the best marshland strategy and like only play it like a little more than fifty percent of the time, just because you can like lock it in yeah. as an option. Well, what if I like the like the eight to ten maps in the map pool for ranked? Like they 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 cycle them out, so you can't just like get marshlands every time in the cycle of map mm. you could choose. So like they just like so marshland won't even always be there for him to vote on. So like maybe first session you play it'd be like Dry Arabia, uh, Golden Heights, and marshland, and then the second one is like Dry Arabia, Hill and Dale, and another map. You know, like you can't just spam okay. marshland because you're trying to learn it. It has like different options each time. Sometimes you can't. Yeah, it's like, yeah. like little, little. Dry Arabia RNG. though was in there. You it's gonna always, it's gonna always be Dry Arabia. You're never playing another map ever. You're not playing another map ever again. Dry Arabia is like the the you know Call of Duty Rust map of like it's like just like one v one right now. Dry Arabia. Exactly. One v one Dry Arabia right now. That's the one v one. Oh, that's one right. One v one on Warring Islands. Come on, you won't. You won't. Exactly. You won't. <laughs> Nerd. Let's go. <laughs> Nerd. All right. Let's take a quick break and then we'll get to some uh, some Reddit posts. Okay, guys, I'm going to level with you real quick. Um, uh, it's been a while since I've had time to make a new morenights.com ad. Uh, I've been kind of cycling through them ever since. I made like four or five. Like I was doing one every single week. And uh, then my baby was born. And we just it, getting the time to make a new one takes a surprisingly large amount of effort and planning. Um, and I usually edit these pretty late at night. Uh, for instance, right now, the clock just struck midnight. Monday morning, so it's technically Tuesday. So I, I am. I, this episode is due. Uh, it's due now for me. Um, I haven't had time to do that. I've been cycling the old ones through and and kind of using them up again because I figured a lot of people have been new to the show. Maybe they hadn't heard the first couple. I'm just kind of running through them. You know, I figured it'd be kind of fun to hear some of the more familiar ones again. Uh, but this time around, my my editing software is is refusing to to play it for whatever reason. It's just it's just being finicky. It probably needs a hard restart. Uh, I, I'm so late. I'm about to head to bed. I'm, I'm not going to do that. So what I'm going to do for you today is I looked up Reader's Digest's funniest jokes of all time. And I'm going to just read a couple of my favorite ones. And that's going to be our morenights.com ad. So go visit www.morenights.com. Uh, they are sponsoring uh, <coughs> sponsoring uh, the, the, these jokes. So enjoy. A grasshopper walks into a bar. The bartender looks at him and says, Hey! They named a drink after you. Really? Replies the grasshopper. There's a drink named Stan? Well, that's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. There's, there's a couple other good ones. Uh, here's, here's a good one for cows. Of all the cow lovers out there, here, here's a good one. Here's a good one. <clears throat> a pair of cows were talking in the field. One says, Have you heard about the mad cow disease that's going around? Yeah, the other cow says. Makes me really glad I'm a penguin. Uh, maybe I'll find one more just 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 to, to round this one out. You know, three is a uh, three is pretty good. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's find one. Let's find one. Let's find one. All right. Here's the final one. And it's a sheep related one. So it fits. OK. Did you hear the one about the shepherd who drove his sheep through town and was given a ticket for making a U-turn? Get it? you turned all right you can stop listening to the podcast now i get it if you leave forever i understand i'm sorry i've I put you through this 
There was no extra sheep, uh, or there was no uh, 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 morenights.com ad, but hopefully that's some kind of kind of a, a consolation prize. So anyways, I'll get you guys right back to the Reddit quote uh, posts and everything else. So have a good rest of your day. All right, let's get back. Fall. Let's get back to. OK, yeah. <clears throat> I'm ready. Back to professional podcast mode. And we're back. Uh, we totally were not talking about football and baseball and how much oh, we love sports. Not, no, not at all. We're, we're just complete Ew. nerds. We're not we're not totally jocks no. at times who just love love sports. No. I'm not totally watching DK Ew. Metcalf catch a 30 uh, yard pass right there. No, not me. Um, <laughs> and I totally don't hate DK Metcalf. I totally I, I, do not hate him. Okay, he's a crybaby. I'll I'll admit it. He's a crybaby. But uh, he's my team, so I gotta support him. That was that was that was Walker. I'm sorry, that was not. Anyways, yeah, we're back. We're back. I'm sorry. I, I, we're it's back. So we're easy back. Um, <clears throat> we got some Reddit posts today. I've got some good ones for us. Uh, some on topic for today. Some a little bit off topic for today. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, looking at it, let's go with number one, shall we? Let's let's number Beautiful. one. On the list. This one is an interesting one. I caught my eye. I was going through. There's been a lot more okay, like activity this. on the Reddit than there has been. Oh, yeah. Hot take. This is a hot take. Um, I wanted to discuss it. Maybe not just too long, but uh, this is uh, by uh, user Unusual Raisins in 9138. Uh, they main HRE is what they say. The little flares got HRE. And this was six hours ago. So very recent. Um, and they say HRE. Mindmark Palace is better than Aachen Chapel. Uh they think okay looks like they've edited the post here a little bit but he's like actually never mind i'm, I, I'm not gonna I was wrong. <laughs> he's, 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 the top paragraph has mentioned he's someone made an important point that 10 percent bonus to resource gathering rate does not mean a 10 percent increase the resource per minute um but he's got he's got a huge right i'm not going to read the write-up it would take too long but i just think that's an interesting interesting thesis um he's going to go on to say that like the Aachen chapel is great and all but the mine work has a good timing etc cetera, etc cetera. Why do I think he's, it's better? Okay. He goes into thinking that the wiki he goes into the wiki, he says, and he thinks that the technologies are really good. Um, so what do you yeah, guys, this think? Is a what do you bold guys think? claim. This is a bold claim. This I mean, is crazy I, to me. I think where he's coming from is just like all the Aachen does is give that prelate uh, gathering bonus over a large area. So you don't need as many prelates. Uh-huh. And he's saying my work gives you like, other things as well, and you can still make prelates and use those prelates to keep uh, all of your villagers inspired the entire time. Uh, so the Aachen is just a big building with a drop-off point uh, if you're already making a bunch of prelates. Mm-hmm. That's uh, so disrespectful to Aachen. It is. But, it uh, is. That's yeah. his point, though. That's his point. You know, <laughs> we're trying not to editorialize too much it. yet. You're right. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, but I mean, that, that falls apart when you think about you're hitting feudal. You can move that prelate into the Aachen and not have to immediately just start making prelates along with your villagers out of the town center. You're not mm-hmm. delaying villager production as much uh, if you're trying to get everybody inspired. Yep. Hmm. Um, I think I think a big thing is you got to know what is your, what is it. I, I think I fundamentally disagree. I think uh, I think mine work can be more fun in certain situations. I fundamentally disagree with this guy's take because I kind of what you mentioned, Bill. And also the reason why that matters to your point is that what is HRE trying to do, right? What are you trying to do with HRE? If you're playing a standard HRE build, uh, the one that I go for like 99 times out of hundred, you are going to set up your Aachen chapel specifically so you can go castle faster, right? Your idea is yeah. to get to castle age, you get the relics, 
let your, uh, like, you know, coast with all that extra gold because you're going to be on less villagers, more gold, one TC straight into Fast Castle, get those meta arms or knights out, whichever you prefer, and then and you just get your, mil your economy booming before your opponent can even get online. You're trying to beat them to castle and then grab the relics so you don't have, you've got infinite gold, so you don't need to take as much map control. Like, that. that is the goal. Like, that is the goal. Um, if you're playing for an aggressive feudal style, then yeah, sure, I go for a mine work. But I think when you're going for a castle play, that, the Aachen just lends itself so much more. I mean, you could, in theory, I guess, get more, like you said, more prelates uh, and post those around. And you, and you can do a good job with that, but that's taking up a lot more gold, a lot more time. It's just, they've shown, it's just not as fast getting to Castle Age as it would be with an Aachen Chapel. At least not as efficiently, anyways. I mean, how, how effective are the HRE in Feudal? Because I feel like the HRE is uh, not... It depends. Unless you're, like, unless you're, like, really, like, you got a really just laid out, beautiful, like, build order to where, like, it's very hard. You got it, you practice it a hundred times, and you got it down to a T, then I guess you can get, go for a nice mind work, you know, a mind work palace build and kind of go a little aggressive and feudal. But I feel like HRE just don't come online really until Castle Age, mm -hmm. at least from like our skill, our player, like, you know, our skill point from like diamond and below. Like I really feel like the HRE, like they are one of the best Castle units for a reason. Cause you're really trying to, I mean, I both, I mean, Sorry, then you play, you main HRE, you know yeah. this, but like, like you said, 99% of the time you're going for it, I can chapel, you're going to hurry up and you're going to literally get that whole, you're going to surge that entire economy boost, get you a, you know, eight to 10 minute castle age, go out and get the relics, and then your biscuits and gravy, like you're good, like your economy's booming so much faster. Well, it's secure too, energy. yeah. Well, yeah, and, and then and then it scales better than I can chapel. Once you, you know, exhaust that wood line or exhaust wherever you're near, Make your farms around it, protect your farms, and that drop off point. Because, like, I've been saying in the post, pros can only influence effectively eight villagers. So, like, late game, you can't do, I mean, you could have 30 prelates in an area, but, yeah, like, pop that's space, not as pop efficient. space starts being less of it. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're yeah, diminishing like, returns a little bit. I really, I really just feel like, I mean, Mindwork Palace is very situational. I mean, if you really got, if you're really hell bent or just, I'm going to kill this enemy, I'm going to kill this guy, or maybe, I mean, because you can't rush. It is actually not a bad build to just, like, rush men-at-arms into, like, uh, no, civilization, yeah, yeah. like, maybe a trash. Oh, and, 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 and there that, is, that is a couple of ways with. you can play HRE Feudal. It's just, I, I think, uh, one of the, Leo Plurodon responds to this, shout out to him, we've used some of his posts before, he mentions that, uh, there is a significant advantage, is that it saves you a headache when it comes to prelate management. It does save you that headache, because you can produce a lot I do think if you're playing for a feudal game, uh, I guess maybe you want to go for Aachen, but or not go for Aachen. But in the long run, the vast majority of players, he says, simply don't have the capacity to manage that many prelates and make it as efficient as it would be instead of just having one Aachen chapel. I mean, mm -hmm. as far as pop space, as far as efficiency, just in general, it, it just makes sense to go Aachen. It is the better yeah. landmark, I would say. And it scales amazing. I guess it scales yeah, great. It scales like wonderfully. Yeah, like, it gets you to castle. If it's what you're trying to do, you know? Yeah. And, like, I mean, I, I think it's, I won't say objective, but pretty much the most important resource in the game is food. Like, without food, you can't do anything. Yeah. Once you scale, I want you to scale up into, like, you know, into, like, uh, and, and then also it helps you get into Imperial faster. I've seen a lot of pro builds. Oh, builds, yeah, like and then once you get like to a, Imperial, once yeah, you get Imperial, yeah, your yeah, eco shoots off. Yeah, that's, I actually, my crazy. extra sheep today is actually a uh, HRE game I had on Golden Heights. I got some fun stuff on this one. I've got a fun story to share. 
end it. Yeah, you get to Imperial and that, especially if you go with the uh, correct Imperial landmark and you go for the uh, Palace of Swabia, that thing prints that because your, your whole point is you want to get those relics because you're not going to have an eco advantage besides that. Like the like mm-hmm. the prelates are inspiring your vills, so you have very efficient vills, but less of them. And then the relics give you the gold income. Then once you hit Imperial, that Palace of Swabia lets you boom villagers out, and then you've got super efficient villagers everywhere. It, 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 that really propels you and keeps you back in the game later in the game. Anyways, it's not anyways. called a village printer for no reason. Exactly, exactly. Anyways, I don't want to kick that horse too dead, but I think, and not to say that mine works mm-hmm. not viable. It's viable. Interesting take for sure. Interesting take yeah, for sure. I like, just, I'm I just would never say it's better. Yeah, but I like, but I like the boldness and the claim. Yeah, that's, that's, like that's definitely up your alley. Huh? Like this. What do you want people like this in the community? You say my Palace is better than I can chapel. Change my mind, nerds. Like he's ready. <laughs> he's, he's ready. ready. He's smoking. I like I mean, this type of energy. Coming at it too with just like a like four giant paragraphs of yeah, like here's yeah. Yeah, dude, hear me out. it's a hear literal me out. five paragraph essay like he has great punctuation he's got links this guy needs this dude he's a he, hey this dude's an intellect and you know this uh, guy to, be, to, to his credit i didn't read through all, all of his stuff but but i mean it's, it's hard to read it, it is a, it, it's a hot take for a reason you know even for askeladd sure. who loves the going for the mindwork will admit it's not the best you know I mean, Aachen is arguably the best, uh, literally the best landmark in the whole yeah, game. Yeah, Aachen is like that is so like so that's a bold claim. Yeah, but I like it. All right, next post I have is by Leon Eighteenth, and he says no expansion. This is talking about the uh, the player numbers. He says no expansion released yet. It's booming. Now I think it's a, that title is a little bit uh, unfair because the announcement the, the expansion's been announced, which I think is enough to uh, mm-hmm. to excite some people just a little bit. Uh, but in the last 30 days, this is an interesting image he has here. In the last 38, so so average has been anywhere from, we've gone up from, back in January, we were at 9,000 players. February, 9,500. March, we had a big dip down to 7,9. April, back up to 8. May, 7,7. Seven. Uh, June, 6,700. Well, June was kind of a low month. That was when a lot of other games came out. Um, there was a lot of hype for a lot of other games. Start of the summer. Start of the summer. Start of the summer. July, we went back up to 8,000. Uh, August down to 7,200 kind of end of summer. And then last 30 days back up to 8,274.7. The peak players being 17,000, which is the highest peak players you've seen since February. And like uh, February too, like a little actually on that, it was like a really popular streamer at the Uh time streaming the game. Yeah. His name is Lyric. He's like huge on Twitch. Yeah, there was a lot. We had had 26,000 peak players. That was the peak of the year back in February. Uh, and so I don't know if this is, I mean, obviously we had ups and downs this right now, 8,200 average isn't insanely higher than what we've had. We were higher back in January and February, uh, back when Mongols and Ottomans and Malians were still very new. I expect we'll hit that mm. or higher coming up, but we are, I mean, he is right in that we're up 14% over last month. Uh, That's good. the trend is definitely steady. If not going up a little bit the last couple months. I mean, our low point was in June at 6,700, which still isn't bad, but being up an extra couple yeah. thousand feels good. So I just wanted to mention that that, that is there. I don't think it's just because I, I think there's a lot of things that go into that. I don't think there's too much to read into it here, but the game is healthy. So let's just lay that to rest. You know? Yeah. I, I, I look at peak players more than average. So wasn't it's an average like uh like people only all at once? 
like on like a people point. like yeah, Wagner players, or Regan. Peak players is pretty bad. That is a pretty right, impressive yeah, jump, yeah. actually. From peak, uh, peak players up to seventeen hundred. You know, yeah, the last 4, time we were this okay. high was was back in February. So we are at the highest peak yeah. players we've been at for a while. And, and this is all steam. Uh, this is yeah. not exactly. We all, no one considers that either. Yeah, just yeah. steam, yeah. not not just all, not also Xbox, which could add a ton. Xbox and Game Pass, because I know, I think the guys who do AOE Four Worlds know more about like current status of the player base across all platforms, uh-huh. just because they're pulling in every single game, so they can see mm-hmm. like how many games are played on average each day. Uh, and I, and I, I believe it's more than we think. There's a couple thousand like that log in on Game Pass. So I know I know a couple. I like, think, yeah, Game Pass and Xbox is probably maybe just as many as Steam. It is very likely, very likely, because I know like I know a couple of players who literally like, you know, for example, like the player I play with a lot now, like uh, my brother, like he still has the game just on Game Pass. Like he's been playing a lot. Another, like, you know, players that, you know, it's a bit, a lot of players who drop the game coming back, just him saying his name reminds me of that. Like, players who may have, like, a lot of real, like, uh, I don't say reoccurring, but players that are coming back or not coming back to the game. But a lot of them, like, more, I think more of the casual fan base comes from Game Pass. Mm-hmm. But that still is, that still exists. And it could be, I think, I think this game has a nice, I think the game actually has a, a larger audience than even perceived in this post. I'm just looking at this going, wait, if there's 8,000 average players, how come we aren't getting 8,000 downloads of the extra sheep? That's a great question. You know, that's, that's what great I want to know. Like, we're I don't know what's at, going on. Exactly. What's going exactly. on, right? What's going right? on here? It's not Spread the word. You guys are who are listening. It is up to you. Word of mouth that comes through you. I, I, I don't know. I'm not too worried. <laughs> we, we've actually, our, our, our numbers for the podcast, uh, in case anyone's wondering, are actually pretty steady. Uh, we average around, after, after a month of every episode, like after about a month, caps out around 400 downloads so 400 cool. unique downloads per episode is kind of what we've been averaging for a while since about may uh so yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, it's like a pretty good i mean we're a small podcast but for something this niche i'm pretty happy with those numbers i'd love to see it bigger. as long as we're not talking to ourselves yeah, exactly yeah. exactly i've had i've had, I've had I, I had a i think my like one of my longest streams ever i was playing like I don't know if I was playing AOE, but I was playing like another game and I then went like six, seven hours with nobody no on. Oh, uh, that's always rough. And I was just trying to keep it going. It's always nice when you get someone who's chatting. Like you got like a, a group of like seven, eight guys, you know, in <laughs> yeah. the stream and they're, they're chatting with you a bit more. That's always nice. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, but I, I've been there. I've been, I've been in the point where like you're literally just talking to yourself like hopefully somebody stumbles across this. So at least we, us having a, just a reoccurring viewership, that makes me feel good right there. Now yeah, I'm motivated off that. So thank you to the listeners, everyone out there. Uh, I'm very aware of how many we've got. I take a look at the numbers. I'm always excited to see that. It's really fun to see. I, I've seen certain places around the globe that consistently get places like some some places that even places you wouldn't expect as well. Uh, I'm trying to think of one. Like there's like I think there's a listener in Tunisia who's like I, we constantly get a couple downloads there. So I'm guessing it's like one person out that way. That's all that always excites me that we just we have a very interesting reach. So wherever you guys are listening, uh, we appreciate it. I thought, I thought, I thought you can say like North Korea. I'm like, whoa, oh, no, no, that that's would, that that's reach. I can tell you right now. In fact, let me, since, since everyone seems to be kind of interested in this, let me just uh, real quick, I'll show you the countries we have never gotten into. Uh, and I can we, definitely we break, say we break another, we, we get our audio in North Korea. We really made it. We're uh, good. I, or did we, I'd be a little worried to be honest. <laughs> we got to watch what we say. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, another thing too. Korean safe. Ooh, that can be on the rise at some point too. That'd I didn't be think about that. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, today we've had 19 downloads already. 
Our last peak was Ooh. 61 on Thursday. Uh, our last time we had 100 on Thursday before when we released our last episode. So the Extra Sheep Goes Live has had uh, 279 downloads. That's a lot smaller than normal, but we also had a very large live audience. So uh, let me, oh, I was going to show you guys. Uh, let me take a look. Overview. Let's do all time. All the, all the behind scenes for the listeners. All time. All Let's see. What countries have we not hit? So some notable questions we've hit. Uh, we have not gotten any from Guatemala. Uh, but we have gotten some from Peru, from Brazil, from Argentina, and Chile. Uh, we've gotten like wow, all of nice. Europe except for the Ch the Czech Republic. Okay. Now we haven't gotten Europe, Europe makes sense. Oh, we had our first Russian downloads. That was been a holdout Ooh, for a long time. For nice, the longest time, nice. we haven't had anyone in Russia. I'm presuming because internet might have been cut for the most part out that way, given what's going on. Uh, I was I wasn't thinking we'd ever get anyone in Russia, but we've had two in Russia. That's that, that's surprising to me actually. It's a huge Russian scene for uh, AOE4. Yeah, we have, we've oh, only had good. two, only two downloads. In protein. Only two <laughs> downloads. I'm wondering if it's a large part of it is because the internet's been kind of cut, given things. I mean, uh, Be I, Belarus I also have zero. Ukraine has zero. I'm guessing for obvious reasons, the fact that Russia's invading Ukraine. I, I've got a feeling that has got a lot to do with it. Uh, same with us. I don't know. We've got one from Uzbekistan. Yeah. Just one download from Uzbekistan. Uh, that, that's surprising. I don't, uh, know, Korea, I don't know what that is. I'm not going to lie. South Korea, we have no downloads. That's that's a surprising one to me, actually. They're all no StarCraft. They're all playing StarCraft. They're all playing StarCraft, StarCraft still. Uh, we do have they some from have Vietnam. We've gotten four from Vietnam. Uh, shout out to Australia. 626 all-time uh, downloads. Wow. And, and Zed with 55. Sorrow Angel listening on repeat. He's, yeah, yeah, he's just listening on repeat all those times. Hey, hey, I'll hey, take shout it. Shout out to Sorrow Angel, man. We, we appreciate you. Hey, that's my guy. That's my guy. BG right has four. We haven't gotten Madagascar yet, but we've gotten one or two from Cameroon and Nigeria. Uh, we've gotten one from Egypt. Okay. Shout out. Uh, 37 from Tunisia. So whoever's out there listening, uh, that's a couple people at least. Probably some recurring ones. Welcome, welcome. We've had a lot in uh, uh, Israel has had 75. No, no downloads okay. in China yet. Uh, or Iran, or Iraq, nah, that or Syria. Bit of censorship in, in, uh, yeah, a little censorship in, uh, in internet there. That makes more one sense. download from Saudi Arabia. So I don't know. We get quite right. a couple from Turkey. Eleven from Turkey, and then uh, Romania's got a couple. Oh, All throughout Europe, we get quite a bit. Uh, Ireland's got sense, a lot. Though. Iceland's got about nine. The UK representing with six hundred sixty-eight. Canada seven twenty-eight, and the United States about forty-four percent of our viewership is from the states with three thousand three hundred eighty-nine viewers. Uh, yeah, so that's the most. I mean, most of the globe actually is we got, I think we hit every continent North, South, North America, South America, Africa, Europe, Asia, and Australia. So, yeah, we've and Oceania if you want to count uh, the, the islands. So, we've gotten every continent. This we've gotten big. That's kind of cool. There we go. We, we're worldwide, boys. We made right. it worldwide. Back to the exactly. important part. Exactly. Sorry, sorry. Uh, let's see. So, here's a another hot take. This is posted by More Builder 2916 uh, about 20 hours ago uh, at the time of this recording and says China should start with an imperial official. And no. he says it should work the way. Uh, yeah, yeah my, was my, initial, my initial knee jerk was. Yeah, no. I don't know about that one. Uh, why does China need anything more than what they've got? Uh, he thinks it should work like it does with HRE starting prelate. The resources that would have been used to create the IO would be detracted from the starting resources. But the initial 20 second wait while the IO is being created would be skipped. In the beginning of the game, Prelate's bonus 40% resource gathering is way more useful than the 20% bonus. The IO's production supervision can't come into play that early in the game since it wouldn't be possible to sustain any sort of production that early. If HRE needed a free Prelate in the beginning for balancing purposes, undoubtedly China does too. No. 
Um, China <clears throat> matches up particularly good poorly against HRE. No, 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 no. China is a bad against HRE for a reason because that's the only sieve that can smack China around. I refuse. I no, I don't like it. <laughs> One potential factor uh, could amount the tempo that China loses having to make its IO. This person sounds like a China man who just really wants it to get better for them. Not to on, little, I, I might be hitting on China a little too hard, but they're already such a versatile sieve. They're, they're a hard sieve for a reason. Right. If you can play them well, they are crazy good. They're super good. I mean, like, I mean, especially like, you know, like, no, like, I mean, I, I don't know how they are. I got to look at the probably the, the actual, like, uh, rankings and their win rate based off rankings. But like, I mean, I think gold, platinum and diamond. I think China, China is difficult. If you're good with China, you really got like a serious advantage. They can do so much. They can fight any age. I think, I think within pre-official, like, I mean, I think that little delay in the TC with like making it first to go like, you know, supervise your mill or something. I think that is a good way of keeping it balanced. Well, because they're going like, to go two TC song and they're going to have, once they get to song yeah. dynasty, that's an extra third TC. They're going to make that up anyways and more. Exactly. They make up for it in the end. Yeah. So they, like, they really yeah, so, you, so they didn't have to make an IO. They just start off with one. You just had to just build a mill and you don't got way. You just immediately get on villager production. Whew. Like yeah. and it sounds like not that big of a deal, but like that literally makes a difference. Like China when, would when, become uh, massively overpowered. I mean, China might be a little underpowered good. right now. They're frustrating to deal with, but they might they be a little underpowered. But they'd be so overpowered with this change, they really would. And it doesn't sound like it would be because it's mm-hmm. such a small thing. But and someone made the argument that like China gets to print these IOs out of a landmark in feudal, and then someone's like, "Well, they get them out of the reg- the prelates out of the regnants," and it's like, "Well, yeah, but that's castle age. Like that's." But a lot also, IOs, you only get it, you, you're capped at four. Five, you, get you can make an infinite amount. And they serve different roles. Like, IOs can speed up production. They, they, they can do so much more yeah. than a product. Yeah, IOs can do yeah. a lot more. I mean, products is really influenced. Like, but IOs can also influence. They, they, super, they do basically almost the same thing. And then, and technically, I feel like IOs have a higher reach than products because IOs supervise the actual, uh, like, the actual buildings. equipment. Uh huh. Oh, and they, they, they stuff. They, they get the gold. Yeah. They. They. Yep. They. Yeah. IOs are. IOs are good. IOs they are, are the S tier unit. Yeah. Amazing. We've already. We've already talked about. We did this like they're months amazing. ago. They're S tier. They're amazing. So no. Did I make them? Did I make them better? Pump that. They. They're good enough. Yeah. They really and are. They, yeah. You can make it. Make them out of a landmark. So. So like you said. So actually, tell you the truth. At in the end, like once you get once you upgrade uh, to the Imperial Academy, it no longer affects your TC. You make them out of your landmark. So that's how they got a buff. Yeah, at first you couldn't do that. All right, but so now, we, yeah, we don't like that hot, hot take. It's too hot to handle. Uh, we don't hot, like it. Too hot. We don't like it. Too, too hot. hot. Too hot. Got to simmer down. That's too out there. It sounds I, like I, someone I, who's I, a like Chinaman who really wants an easier edge. <laughs> so it's gonna sound like a little bit, yeah. Alrighty. Uh, this is okay. a really good. This is a good discussion. Discussion question. I really want to talk about. Um, this is by uh, Restless API. That's a great name. Um. What are good benchmarks to aim for when trying to get out of the intermediate stages? Uh, if I'm not a noob, I can defeat AI hardest with relative ease, but I still have trouble understanding how to balance my economy. In StarCraft 2, it was playing an, if I was playing a solo game, I'd be able to max out with a decent mid-game army comp at 8 or 9 minutes with 60 plus workers. Say if I was Zerg, it would be 70 drones, what I don't really care about StarCraft stuff. Uh, but basically he has a, like some landmarks where, or guide marks of where he thinks he should be at. Uh, what is the equivalent in AOE 4? Should I be age 1, 2, 3, or 4? Uh, 1, 2, three, two three, 4 by X minutes. How many workers? What should be the worker spread? How should I have siege by X minutes? 
I understand it's hugely dependent on Civ and matchup general strategy, but I'm just looking for a basic target to aim at first. Um, I think this is a great question. I think it does matter on the Civ. But I do think there are some, I do think, and the matchup, I do think there are some general guidelines that we could at least come up with, right? For instance, like, I think uh, by, by, by time, for instance, if by, by middle of the game, if you're going late game, if you are not hitting 100 villagers after like 30 minutes of game time, you might mm-hmm. need to be working on something there, right? Overall, that, that's yeah. a very broad stroke I'm painting to painting. But like in general, like you should be at 100 villagers, 100 military by 30 minutes in the game if you're going late game. Um, I mean, I think a, a something, a really good benchmark is not even something to do even with like uh, economy management. It's like a preparation. Like, for example, like something I struggle with to this day and I know like kind of a lot of like, you know, newer, not newer, but like little lower, but I'll say lower ranked players, maybe from like plat down, like really keeping your scout active. Like mm-hmm. that is something that, because a lot of times when you lose, you're just not prepared for what you like for like, you know, say for example, you're going all in what well, my fault or you are, you know, doing more of a, um, you know, more of like a macro boomy build, and you're just kind of not leaving your base. You're just focusing solely on your economy, trying to get the castellation soon or something. And you have your scout either idle or just looking at parts of the map that are irrelevant. And you don't realize that your enemy has four production bases already. Like, he's just massing up for you. But pretty much you're just collecting all the gold for the toughest guy on the block. Like, he's going to just get you. The moment you hit castle, he just goes all in on you. And you just have, like, nothing to contend or not enough. Like I think a big a big benchmark is a really like even at the shift click, your scout down for a good amount. It's like always know what your scout is doing and try not to lose, try not to lose them. And if you do, like just try to keep visibility. You know, I mean something I've been doing a lot. Like try and I've been mean, this is kind of funny saying this because I I mean I'm trying to hog the mic, but I've been talking to my uh, I have a my brother he's been playing a lot more and I've been actually like. As much as I can, I'm not a pro, but like trying to coach him up. It's something he always struggles with. It's just like yeah, like macro, macro over micro all day. He he thinks that micro is like something that really wins games, and really not the case. It's the, the macro. Like, make sure yeah. Macro all day. Like you gotta uh, make sure you got villager production, and also you want to make sure you're not floating resources. Like I mean, my brother, like he plays the English, and he's always floating wood. Actually, that's and a I'm great. Like, that's a great one. I want to I want to jump in here. Not having more than fifteen hundred of any resource, unless you're saving mm-hmm. to go up. Like, actually, let's go even a yeah. thousand. Like, you should not have a thousand of any resource unless you're saving that's to go a good up. Goal. You know, like that. That means that's good micro that or a good macro if you know you're not mm-hmm. stocking up for no reason, right? And, and we especially all and even pros do that, especially like wood or stuff like that. Yeah, if you got a thousand wood, spend it, build production buildings, do anything with it, anything other than holding on to it. Yeah. Have you watched pros macros though? Like it is like you watch them, you start realizing that's what you want to be well, at. And, like, and when they start, players, when they start floating wood or so they start floating resources, that's when they start losing too. The moment they start floating something, you can see yeah. it. And that's when they start falling behind is when their macro starts slagging behind. But like if you watch players, like the top, top players, like Beast of Cutie, Marine Lord, dude, they, they could be 40, 50 minutes in the game and they don't go above 2000 wood or something, which is like insane. Yeah. Like, they their APM is insane, but like you start realizing the importance of like keeping busy, like because like you realize that if you're not spending it, it's like well, I'm not playing this game. I thought like 
having like ten thousand in the bank of gold was like dope. I'm like, y'all got ten thousand. <laughs> who wants who wants gold, baby? I got everybody. It's not like an investment. That. It's not getting interested. Exactly. In it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not like the government holding on to it and giving it back in your taxes. It's exactly. like, well, wait a minute, I didn't get any interest exactly. on this. Exactly. Exactly. You don't build. There's no interest being built on it. Nothing. So we gotta realize if you're not spending it, you're pretty much wasting it like in this game it's the first game if you spend it you're not wasting it if you have like a lot of food and your tc's idle or like a lot of food you're not making any units like that's where the macro comes into play so really like before i think before you even worry about how many workers to have you know where they should be at because that is too that's too um i feel i look at that as like just too broad like how many workers they have, how many workers uh-huh, spread. Yeah. It all depends on what, what you're... What depends you're, on the same really, matchup. All yeah, variable. It's, it's, yeah. Exactly. How many workers it's very, they have? It's, did you keep hitting Q? Like, did yeah. you... Is that exactly. line... Is, is there any flat lines in your TC line? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I will say, maybe like, for like age up time, like you can kind of get some, like for certain civs, you can kind of yeah, say, like you should be age two by about... Unless, unless you're like on a water map, like on a dry Arabia like kind of map, you should be hitting age two before five mm-hmm. minutes to be moving on. Like really, that that should be your goal. See, for that, I think eight three eight three three is like a good way to always get fetal with any sieve. Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to very much depend on the three. sieve. Each sieve has a bit. Yeah, but, like, but but yeah, true. Like even any sieve you play as, if you go eight three three, even with any like there, you will have a post five minute imperial age. I mean, I fought feudal age. Yeah, you'll get there by imperial five minutes. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like, I know a lot of like a lot of time you get a new civilization, you try doing like what everyone else is doing, which is probably more efficient. But if you're new, trying to do something like you may not know the sieve too well, you try doing like you might you you start realizing it'd be five minutes. You're not even like near feudal yet. And you're like, whoa, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. So what, like, what do you, what do you three think is like feel, any, any yeah, like benchmarks you, know, you really want to mention that you think we should talk about? I mean, he's talking about having certain comps in starcraft 2 by eight and a half minutes reliably and that's just too late in age of empires yeah because that is yeah. mm-hmm. it's in aoe4 everything it's a slower game but that also means like you have information and you can like tech switch uh with a little less investment um than in starcraft so you're not trying to have anything by eight and a half minutes unless you're like fast castle hre what you're by eight and a half minutes like you should have scouted your opponent and either like adapted your strategy or uh and yeah adapted your strategy at that point to whatever they're doing to what the map is um but they're like feudal timings that's fine because there's no real interaction with your opponent by that point Mm -hmm. um so it's like build order dependent yeah. Well, How much what time execute? should you hit this uh, landmark? Yeah. Based on what build order you're using. So I, I, I don't know if there's like, you can't really do age or like a number of siege units by a certain yeah. amount of minutes because it's, it's all variable mm-hmm. based on what's going on in the current game. Even if you play the same Civ every time, too. Like, if you play HRE every single mm-hmm. time, you're not always going to go Meta Arms. Sometimes Knights are the better option. Sometimes, uh, for instance, if I'm ever aging up against uh, China in particular, I'll either go for Spears or I'll go for Horsemen. But it really depends on if they go Horsemen or Juganu. You know, I have to kind of wait and see and mm-hmm. scout. I have to scout out what they're going for to try and counter their counter. Like, it's, it's, a, constant, it's a constant game of trying to pick the rock, paper, or scissors the right one after your opponent starts choosing one, you know? 
hundred percent. Like, say you have a build order that you memorize to the T, and then one tire rush later, then you're like, wait a minute, no, that's not supposed to work. But that A don't go, but you're killing my units on go. How much do not <laughs> like? Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Then it's like you gotta like. As I say, that's why I think scouting is something that a lot of players like, even including myself that get better with because it allows you to like you know if you see your enemies also going with you then you can go kind of go your standard meal how you you know had it planned out but if you see you know plans of mongols and you see four horsemen on their way in dark age then maybe you have to like you know what i'm saying if your plans are adversary get that weight on that stone or get it a little early or whatever mm-hmm. you got to do like it's always that's what makes the end beautiful that every game is different and then like you gotta it's, it's an information game they're like a lot of times, especially early game, you got to get information on your enemy. That's why you lose your scout. Lose your scout early is a really critical because now you're just playing blind. So, yeah, I, I, I would my my answers be make sure you're scouting and making villagers. Yeah. All right. Next Reddit post. We've only got a couple more left here. This one is by Zman 2 ko 2 Is it worth building fishing ships in ponds only with a few coastal fish, no deep fish? This is something we see, I think, in pro games quite a bit on like Confluence or like Riverbed or something like that, where they have got little ponds with some fish. Um, and I feel like this is a, a lot of the questions people ask are always like, well, it depends, right? Uh, depends on the sieve, depends on what you're doing. I think the tricky with the trick with this is that you're when you're going on uh, like small ponds, like sometimes it can be worth building a dock. Sometimes, depending on your sieve, it could be worth just putting up a, like a mill and just sending villagers out there. I guess the nice thing about having a dock, though, is if you're able to spend the wood, you get twice the production speed and more units, but you don't want to overdo it with a pond, right? I mean, how many would you guys... I, yeah. I don't think I'd ever build more than, like, three boats on, on like, a pond. What do you guys think? I, I yeah. think there's a, there's a difference on my far. You can go, Bill. I've been talking. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, like, I'm thinking ancient spires. Yeah. Me too, uh, as I was thinking. When this is... Uh, when this question's posed, and I know I've seen, I've tried it, I've tried docking, I've tried milling, I've tried uh, going sheep, and then the ponds later. Um, a lot of people I've talked to at higher levels say, yeah, of course, dock, dock the ponds, because you can produce villagers and fishing ships at the same time. Um, but I always struggle uh, with opening like that. Uh, it just throws off my my opening build orders just mm-hmm. a little too much. Um, so you should be, but every time I do it, like it turns out really poorly for me. <laughs> yeah, well, I know there's something a practice. problem, but like the benefits are great, but you yeah. need to, you need to know the specifics because you can't just go into it like a deep water game where it's, where you know, you're going to consistently make fishing ships. So you have yeah. a target of a certain amount on wood. Yeah. I think, I think you got to go into the game plan on this, right? You got to probably calculate how much you're going to spend. You got to know it. Cause I, I feel like on a full water map, you're all in on water, right? You got to be all in every little bit of wood you got is going into a ship. Like you got to keep that production as constant as your villagers. Cause that is, that's just fundamental. But on these smaller ones, you got to, you got to think about it as an investment. You're going to get like a limited investment, right? You're going to get, you're going to put in mm-hmm. some resources and get a limited scope investment back uh, as far as return. So you got to think like how much are you going to get back? If I put like seven fishing ships on a dinky little pond, it's going to eat up all those shoreline fish and not give me much benefit. I also got to keep in mind, I have to put in 150 wood to get a dock and then 70, 75 wood, whatever it is for fishing ships for most sieves. It's you got to think about like, okay, well, how much am I getting back? Is that really helping me? I think I, I agree. Uh, it's a tough uh, on that map in particular, ancient spires. That is a tough one. I usually just, I don't usually build docks on that one. 
maybe I should. I, I think I just would have to practice it and really learn like exactly how much of what I need. It's just going to be, a, it's just a very different build order, you know? If you ask me, I think they're 100% worth building docks on small ponds. Just don't overdo it, like you guys said. Because, yeah. like, like I mean, each boat is worth, like, is worth four villagers. Like, if you, like, build a meal on the water, your villagers return 10, 10 food. If you build a boat, a fishing boat, it returns 40. So, mm-hmm. like, pretty much, like, yeah, so, like, just boats just return more. But, yeah, like you said, though, you can't overinvest, though, because you're going to eat away. Like, because, like, even the uh, Reddit post, he said... You know, do they uh, do they respond? Do coastal fish respond? And they don't respond. So you have to like be careful. But they, it is worth it, especially for that early game boost. You will you will outboom your enemy with food if you have your dock. If they had they go mill and uh, on the water, and you go dock, like and they got just like a couple bills. Because I mean, no matter what, it still gets drained, whether it's villagers or boats. Mm-hmm. But you know that that boat has had yeah, it's expensive with wood. It's a little more expensive, but it's almost like a little, little kind of like secondary TC, like an early second TC that just on, almost on a time limit because they, these boats, like, you know, if you, look, if you look at the boats return gathering rate, it's 40 food in a villager to a mill or even a dock is 10. So like, like, so the boat is, if you can get in your build order smoothly and maybe not overproduce or like really kind of be conscious of what you're doing, maybe just like three or four boats per, uh, per pond, you will get like a huge, huge boost. To start, but it, like, it doesn't, but obviously doesn't scale as well because eventually you're going to just eat through it and it doesn't respond. Yeah. So I, I, I think it is worth it, but like, but it's not like, it's not like an all water. Yeah, map, you're not going like, all, I think that's not, the yeah, case. You're not going not all in, like, you're just building like three yeah. or four at most and you just got to be For very sure. aware of that. Exactly, I agree. Alrighty, um, the next one, this is the last post I had. Uh, I, I like this question of this one um, and it's just by Leon 18th. I think he's already, we've already mentioned his name once here. Very prevalent on uh, Reddit, it seems. And he says, time disappearance of corpses. This was three days ago. It was a poll. Uh, so should the time mm. disappearance for the corpses after battles increase to a minute, increase to two minutes, increase to three minutes? Should the bodies just never disappear? Or is it okay right now? Or should we give them to the necromancer? I want evil zombies <laughs> to walk upon the earth. <laughs> Um, I like that. I liked it. I, I thought, I my favorite like, voice you used right there. That was like, I like that. What <laughs> <laughs> <So> was that? <laughs> that was a perfect way to use that. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't interrupt you. Uh, no, 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 no. I was just saying, uh, um, I, I liked it. I, I, one thing I do feel like is that the bodies kind of disappear a little bit fast. I always kind of wished after like really big monumental val- battles, there'd be like some kind of like little like flower arrangement yeah. that popped up or some kind of memorial, like especially <laughs> after you age up or something. I think it'd be kind of fun to have the body stay a little bit longer. Sometimes it feels like they disappear kind of quick. Like to the point where I sometimes agree. you hear something die and you look over and you can't even tell where it died because it's already gone. <laughs> you know, a little tombstone right there. Yeah, I, I think, just think that's uh, a minute or two would be nice just to kind of see. Me too. I, 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 only I wonder with that is like within that, like not everybody's PC can handle all that. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. That's only from a technical aspect. Like, I mean, of course, you know, us big wigs, us top dogs over here. You know, we we're good. We're we're doing great. Yeah, we totally, can handle totally. it. But totally. like, you know, a lot, some people some people play on like, no, no, and I'm being funny. I say that, but like, you know, just we play on like, you know, laptops or like, you know, not yeah. powerful rigs. Yeah. So I don't know if they can handle all like, you know, you got battles with 100 units, 100 units, and eventually, you know, you can have battles where there's like 400 bodies, <laughs> on, mm-hmm. like which on either side can be like 800 body power. Man, I feel like you can run some technical difficulties where. We have another crash 
another crashing apocalypse on our hand, and then everybody's on Reddit, and this game's broken, see, told you, this would be, this would you be, know I think, saying? a really fun mod to have that oh, that'd be was dope. built yeah. into the game, that you could, you know, toggle that on, toggle some extra little animations like that. I think that'd be the best way to do mm-hmm. it. Any thoughts on that, Bill? What do you think? What do you think? Are you a, a leave him there forever kind of guy? Are you uh, just get him off the map? I don't think Bill's a fan of Do we lose Bill? Bill. Come back. <laughs> we lose Bill. Oh, no. Oh, no. My microphone was <laughs> muted. Uh, <laughs> we're, like, we're like, he's not a fan of it at all. He said, honestly, I think the game should have nobodies at all. I think the game shouldn't have death. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I really don't care either way. I know a lot of people have been asking for this since, like, release. Because other RTS games and stuff like that will leave skeletons on the field uh, so you can sort of see where battles have been over the course of the course of the game but I you know I don't care um, I don't care about dead bodies on the ground that's okay, why, not why I'm playing the game uh, it has literally no impact on me um, if if you like that if it's immersive for you that's cool but really Beals who cares? He's Make a purist. Yeah. You're a purist. <laughs> you know, it'd be funny if it was ragdoll effects. That'd be beautiful. I mean, have you seen oh, the, have you seen like the Abbasid villager no, die? I mean, have you ever seen a dope. villager Abbasid die? It kind of is. Dude, I'm, talk, I'm talking about like if a great bombard hits us a wood line, you see 16 ragdoll villagers fly across your team. It would be kind of like, cool if you could see more of an impact. Sometimes I wish the bombard had more of an impact. Age of 3 had, had ragdolling for like big explosive things that'd be kind of fun be, I just, oh, for, for the like, great bombard yeah. man i was watching the great uh, called arms today i was watching called arms and uh there someone was i think it was lucifron or someone was using a i, I watched that i watched had that the great bombards too. just shooting people down and it was like man like they just kind of fall over but it'd be hilarious if like one of them just flew up and like had like an arm or leg flying off like it'd be so funny like it, it needs something because those things hit or, so hard or just go fully M rated and make a red mist. A red yeah. mist. Oh, God. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, just go full in. It's like, yo, the, the new expansion. Uh, by the way, you have to be 17 in order to play it because we are now. Has that ever happened before <laughs> where they want it's fun to go mature midway through the production cycle? I don't like, think actually, so. Maybe, this I'll looks be, awesome. Yeah. We just we're made we're all these people explode. Yeah. Oh, violent during the development Red cycle. All the quins are now like the most all the quins now are the most popular oh, unit ever. Just to get the red mist. Oh, just red mist going across the screen. Then like a little bit splashed on the camera. Say, like, oh, what game am I playing? What happened? This is like oddly disturbingly. Too good. Hey, but that too that would be that would be uh that's an update. I'm down for that. Let's go. Alrighty, that is my last one. I was going to have the last Reddit post be our uh, astroturfed post from uh, Caleb Kalmari uh, about how great we are, but I already mentioned that, so we got it right. Our guesses are we great. Are awesome, you got, you're here. If you're listening, you know. You know. You know about, about how good we are. Alright, uh, let's awesome. take a quick Amazing. break, and then we'll wrap today's episode up with some extra sheep. Hello, this is Socraton again. Uh... I didn't get to talk to you all one-on-one last time because it was the live episode. Uh, so I'm back. Uh, big, I, I just want to shout out again, uh, Sir Nevels and uh, Beal for taking the reins and doing that live podcast while I was gone. Uh, I was out in Disneyland having a great time. And uh, it was just, it's been really cool to see uh, them, you know, step up to the plate and really run this thing with me. You know, uh, when I started it, it was kind of me starting the show off and 
Uh, and I still do, a, I think, a good chunk of the work to get this thing edited and posted and stuff. Uh, but but they really stepped up and they've been a huge help. I really could not do this thing without them at this point. Uh, they have become uh, definitely integral parts of this podcast, each in their own right. So uh, just huge, just got to put huge uh, praise on them. They're, they're such great guys. Uh, again, this is the part of the show where I get to just chat real quick with you guys, do some housekeeping, do some uh, business for the podcast. Podcast is doing great. I'd like to tell everyone it's doing pretty good uh, for just being a little small little run thing that we have here. Um, let's see. If you haven't joined the Griabara for some strange reason at this point, uh, you really should. If you're listening by chance, I, I, I give you guys a shout out if you are. If you're listening to this episode uh, because you were part of the big EGC TV raid, welcome in again. Thank you so much for listening to this point. Um, I'm really curious to hear if any of you guys uh, discovered us through that. And if you're sticking around, uh, we do have a discord for the podcast. Uh, it's just my personal just my my personal streaming discord that I've got a lot of channel pretty much that it's, it's just basically the podcast uh, discord at this point. Um, uh, there's a link to that in the description of this episode. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anything like that, there is a link to the description. Uh, so definitely check it out. Check out the Griot Barra discord as well. Great community server on discord. If you want to find guys to play team games with, there's almost I mean, I, right now it's 1136 Pacific time. And I can see that it looks like there's at least two guys right now in a team game together. I can see in the channel that there's always someone hanging out. So if you're looking for someone to play with, uh, that's definitely the place to go. And they're pretty accepting of almost anyone at any level. But besides that, uh, I'll do my quick shout out to for rising empires as well. Uh, weekly tournaments. If even if you're, you know, low level, like gold, silver, platinum, doesn't matter. Uh, you, they've got tournaments ready to go. They're always looking for more players. It's free. Uh, it takes up most of your Saturday, but it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend doing it at least once if you haven't done it. Uh, once or twice it feels really good when you start getting to the final rounds and you do really well or if you're like actually really good at the game better than i am and you actually want to start you know racking up some points try and get competitive if you're actually really thinking about doing this thing like full-time being a really competitive guy the war chief club is also run by rising empires i uh, highly recommend you join that you get on on that great way to get some of those points to get into those bigger tournaments later uh and they cast them they they look at them it, that's a great way to rub shoulders with the best of the best Besides that, we have a Patreon. Uh, definitely please support us. We love having support from our, our peeps. I still have some coasters left and some stickers I'd love to mail out, um, but I'd love to get them off my desk. That'd be great. Uh, if you want them, they're yours for the taking. Just become a Discord uh, Patreon member. Um, and yeah, I'll send them out. Uh, besides that, a uh, big shout out to everyone who has supported. We do have extra bonus content on there. And uh, yeah, I think that's everything I've got. Um, I just I, I want to reiterate, I, I do think this podcast is doing a really good job of where it's at. We've kind of plateaued in our listenership. So we're, we've kind of gotten a solid base. There's about 400 plus of you and four, 450 of you guys who listen weekly, uh, which I think is excellent. I mean, for a for a video game like as niche as this one that we have, that's pretty awesome. I know there's a lot more people who maybe would be interested in and maybe just haven't heard of us. Uh, so I know we could grow a little bit more. I'm not, you know, going to say push down everyone's throats by any means. But if uh, anyone wants to be a champion of the podcast and start spreading that good old word of mouth, uh, by all means, feel free to link us and send us and, you know, shout us out to the heavens. Right. Uh, we, we'd love to, to have you guys continue to support that. In fact, big shout out to uh, to Sherman. Uh, he's been a huge, huge, huge supporter of the podcast in that regard, uh, both in regards to being a, a Patreon member and uh, he's always just posting 
posting about us uh, in people's chats. He's always mentioning us. He's always in our chats when we stream. Uh, he's probably one of the, one of the biggest fans of the show. Uh, so big shout out to you, Sherman. We're thinking I'm thinking about you right now. I haven't seen you in a while. It's been a while since I've been streaming because I was on vacation. So uh, that, uh, besides that, um, yeah, I guess I'll just send you guys back for the extra sheeps. So uh, thanks for listening and uh, enjoy the rest of your show. And we're back uh, here for our extra sheeps. Um, Such a long break. Yeah, it was a really long break. We took a long time. I took a walk. It was nice. Yeah, it took uh, a walk. <laughs> Uh, let's start with the bottom. We'll start with the bottom on my list. I have Caleb. He's not here. So we'll go to Sir Neville's. Uh, All right, let's 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 okay. hear your extra sheep today. All right. So uh, once again, my my extra sheep, uh, it's not really so much like something I've learned. Some, but like uh, because I don't learn because I'm not a smart person. So I'm going to go with something. I'm going to go with my input. I think would be great for this game. And I feel like eventually it's going to come. I feel like I can't even rule this out. I'm just kind of getting ahead of it once again. I won't call it a hot take, but I feel like I just want to get ahead of it. So when this does come, I can say I said it. Uh, so I've been I've been playing a lot with my blood brother. Great man. His name is uh, Commander Cornbread or Commander Conqueror, uh, Cornbread Conqueror. So yeah, that's uh. So I've been playing a lot with him. A lot of team games lately. More. This is probably the most uh, team games I've played than any other season. Because I'm playing a lot with him. And one thing I realized that I think would do very well in this game, and I think AOE 2 has it also, is that this game needs Civ team, like uh, bonuses for team games. So like some, some type of bonus where it affects your teammates also. Because if you look at it, this game, I mean, like in the Discord that I, you know, that I, you know, run, air quote, air quote, uh, most people in there play team games. I mean, I can go in there pretty mm-hmm. much into my seat. The chat lobby's filled up. Everyone's in team games. They're playing 2v2, 3v3s. That is almost more popping than the 1v1. And AOE4 has a big team game scene. So, like, I think that there needs to be with either expansion or some kind of future update where they make it to where every single Civ has, like, a little asterisk at the bottom where they also introduce what their team bonus is. So, you know, HRE, when they, you know, you can also, you know, you could, with the Akin Chapel, you can, you can, uh, your, your, your buddy can set up a meal near your Akin Chapel and you mm-hmm. can also return or just something to where, and I, I don't know if that's even, that's a thing? That's not a thing. Anyway, okay. But anyway, uh, like just, you know, the, we've had like our own little makeshift team strategies, you know, with the, um, they call it the cow boom when HRE and Malians, like, uh, the mods are dropping off cows at the uh, uh, Akin Chapel, which is giving them more food. Oh, like, you know, you got your, you get, yeah, then that was a thing. That was actually very strong. Very strong. You got nerfed, actually. Kind of like my idea I well, had ages I, ago for uh, having Mongols just get a bunch of sheep pastures for the French or something like that and just help them. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's actually a thing. You can do that. I mean, you can build pastures near the, like, I, I don't see, it's crazy I don't see it that much, but like, say the, you know, late game and the Mongols have a bunch of wood. They can make a bunch of pastures near the English and have those and have those uh, sheep just spawn out. The ones that are near this uh, French base have them spawn to the French TC and then the French just claim them once they're near. I th- I'm pretty sure you can do that. I've never seen them. I think the problem is I, uh, late game. Uh, you need all those sheep for yourself because then, exactly, just, yeah, yeah. then, then you, you can only have um, so I think you only decide. 20. You can only have up to like 20 something or something like that. Yeah, like there's, 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 there's team strats in the game, but there's nothing that is like hard cover like you know hard set in stone print 
like this is a team bonus. I mean, like, you know, you got Mongols that go on trade and it'll just pretty much fun. Like, you know, that's probably like games that have like, you know, 3v3, 4v4s where Mongols will go insane on trade and have like literally so much gold. And the rest of the team will just like, just, they're just fun. They'll be like, they'll be like Batman to the Justice League. Like he'll just, they'll just fund everything. They'll just put mm-hmm. gold in everyone's pocket, keep them going forever. So that's like makeshift team strats. But like, if there's actually civilization bonuses in the game, I believe that team games, like I believe that will actually, I believe they'll increase the player base because I, a lot of, a lot of big games out here, you know, like are team oriented. Like pretty much everyone is team oriented. It's not very many big one v one games. And you know, I prefer one v one. I don't know what you guys feel about that. I don't know what, like, I mean, maybe it's a, a bigger discussion later, but like, I don't know what you guys feel like if there's actual team bonuses yeah. with every series. I think there's a lot of merit for that, uh, just to shake it up, because, I mean, only so many, like, English and French pre-made 2v2s that you just, like, <laughs> run into uh, yeah. ladder uh, with, like, specific <laughs> strategies. Uh, exactly. Because, yeah, the Civ designs by themselves, are, they feel like they're designed around 1v1s. Yeah. So when you bring it into a two versus two or whatever environment, um, they still are playing like a one v one. But if you add those team bonuses, now there's incentive mm-hmm. that may not be as strong in a team environment. Um, mm-hmm. Leads to a lot more like cool synergy between bonuses and different civs. Uh, so I think yeah. it's a great idea. Yeah, and listen, I think I think it's eventually going to come. Because I think they're looking at how popular team games are. And, like, you know, especially, like, the team tournament and, uh, you know, just, like, I think there's only, only one EGC team tournament. But, you know, just, how, just like, you know, I think still 1v1 is, like, still the premier way to play the game. But there's a... It would definitely lighten that, up 2v2s by quite a bit, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. 2v2s, 3v3s, everything. And I think that, like, you know, it'll make... So I don't play I don't players who strictly play team... I know a lot of people who strictly play team games. They don't play 1v1s at all. Mm-hmm. So the 1v1s become more enticing to them. People that have left the game that have played just team games might come back because like, it'll allow you like almost game plan. You know, oh, we go Abbasid and Ottoman, you know, team strats because mm-hmm. Abbasid complement Ottomans in this way, Ottomans complement Abbasids and so forth, so forth on. So, yeah, I believe that's my extra sheep is just I think there needs to be implemented a team game bonus. And just, this is a little bonus extra sheep. They need a, also a freaking in-game leaderboard. Uh, that's something I've been talking about for <laughs> yeah, so that's, long, that's, that's dude. That's a surprising thing not to what have in the this, game at this point. This game is so important. They just off need, like, to, they just need to write a big fat check to AOE4 World and just have that for real? And Just like have that stream I, in. Like just have like a little insert like real. website in their like the game and just just pop that in. They, they deserve a huge check for all they do. Get them on the, get them on the payroll because yeah. they're doing X. They're, they're literally doing so much of Microsoft's work. It really shows Microsoft's how much the community like, has come to make this game what it is. A lot of this is, I, I, I hope there's some kind of, it'd be nice if at some point they do some kind of recognition for community people they like that. Because I mean, it, there's, world, there's, there's a lot of, rising this game empires. thrives because of us in a lot of ways. Not, I mean, the devs do their job very yeah. well, but you gotta admit, like, this, this no, the community listen, is what really silent. keeps this thing going. While they were silent, picking their boogers, we were ones out here keeping it, keeping it good. <laughs> we were going. <laughs> exactly. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I respect Wiley developers a lot. They're nice. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really feel like, yeah, they need to start shouting some people out, especially Rising Empires. Like, uh, oh, man, just, what's, what, what, man, I mean, community managers are, they're not that many, I don't think, actually. They need to start shouting these out, like, yo, just, hey, good luck kind of keeping things afloat while we were 
in the shadows. Preparing the biggest expansion ever. In the shadows. In the shadow. I can't. That, that's my. I, I try to uh, do the same voice. My yeah. own natural voice. That was hard. Okay, that's me though. All right, what you got, Bill? What's your extra sheep today? Um, it's about uh, the fact that uh, when you're playing uh, in this strategy game, um, it's good to choose one strategy to, to stick to it instead of um, sort of half-assing a bunch of multiple strategies. Uh, I was casting low elo legends. Uh, earlier this week, and there were a bunch of losses that came down to people not being able to commit to one strategy and trying to do multiple things. Because uh, you you do have your like standard three, like what are you doing in feudal age? Are you doing feudal aggression? Are you doing two TC boom or multiple TC boom, whatever? Or are you doing like fast castle and getting to castle as fast as you can? And so I was watching this game where uh, where HRE builds their Aachen, goes to stone, and is just like, oh, yeah, all right. Looks like they're going to do an HRE 2TC opening. And they mine like 200 stone and then immediately pull those miners, drop two barracks, and then try to do feudal age aggression against Abbasid by sending uh, just a bunch of men-at-arms down. And Abbasid had a scout, like, saw the two barracks in feudal and made, like, three camel archers and basically just shut down all of HRE's feudal aggression uh, while they were able to, like, they were able to defend and then boom themselves. Uh, but if HRE had just stuck to, like, okay, I'm going to build two TCs, they would have had their second TC up much earlier uh, and they wouldn't have lost all that investment into food and gold uh, because of their strategy switch, not from anything that they scouted out. But they're like, ah, I'm going to do T- TCs, but also going to try to do some feudal aggression at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely something I've been called out on before of just like, you're, <laughs> you're trying to do so many different things. You are. That reminds me of halfway uh, going to castle while you're in feudal and you've got people on stone for a second TC. What are you doing? You're <laughs> yeah, failing. I agree. Strategy. It's really nice when you got yeah. a really oh passive God, opponent. So when you have a really here. passive opponent that lets you get away with it. That always feels really good. But that reminds me, Bill, of a Karate Kid, where Mr. Miyagi is like, like you got to choose one side of the road or the other side. If you go in the middle, you get squished like grape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what that reminds <laughs> yep. me of. Now, yeah. Bill, listen, Bill, I'm going to what you just said. I'm going to literally like just like audio record that and send it to my brother. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. I've been trying to tell him that for, this guy. Try to you try to go three TCs castle like raid. I'm like, dude, just pick something, man. Just pick what you want to do and go for it. He's like this. And I hear it like it's either like be the ace of one trade or like be the jack of like just like just be like good at one thing or like mediocre at a lot of things. It's like mm-hmm. it always just. You know, really, all it just backfires on you. So I, I hear exactly what you're saying with that. Yeah, pick something and and do it, and have that be your strategy in the game. And I mean, I don't mean mm-hmm. like if you're not going for feudal aggression, like you don't always want a naked two TC or naked fast castle. Yeah. Like, do build units to defend, but if you are when trying you to go make a choice, TC, make a choice. Sending, yeah, sending units out to harass at the same time, uh, and like pumping a bunch into into military 
to the point that it super delays your second TC. Like, what did you what did you get out of this? Mm. Did, Probably get your military wiped and then a slower second like, <laughs> PC. Good job. Yep. Yeah, and it's, and it's it's hard to manage too. It's like a lot on your mind. It's like oh, you gotta focus on a lot of things too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I agree. If you focus on one thing, yep. All right, I guess at least me with my last my my or not my last, but I guess I am last today, but not my. This is not my but last not ever extra sheep, not by a long shot. Yeah. Um, my extra sheep today is I had I played one game like a couple days ago. Um, played one game. I was just was playing other games. I was like, no, I'm going to hop over and do one. It was like, it was a slog of a game. Uh, but basically it was on golden Heights. I was HRE on the North side. My opponent was, Oh, are they English? Yeah. English on the South side. And, uh, normally he who wins water wins the game. Right. And we have said that there is a window where that's not always the case. You've got a window where you can maybe make that turn around. Um, this was an interesting game. I think my, my opponent kind of got a little bit passive at one point, but uh, I went off the water. We both were using water to get up to castle a bit faster. Um, this guy committed hard. He doubled up on water with two uh, docks. I tried doing the same. We had a small naval engagement. He eventually won. He just he produced a ton of archer ships and hulks. Um, I just couldn't compete anymore. I just I wasn't willing. To, I wasn't willing to put in that much to uh, to stay on water. I just really wasn't, you know, because I was like, there's there's only three deep sea ponds like i know it's big but like i really wanted to get the castle age before he did and i just wasn't really willing to put every single thing i had because i knew i would just lose because he already had an edge so i actually gave up full stop on water like once i realized i was done i did as much damage as i could pulled completely back and i just focused on castle got the castle pretty fast and then i did something i don't normally do i went and got well, i got the got the relics like i normally do but the thing i don't normally do is i don't normally take a ton of map control with hre but that's exactly what i did Took up a bunch of map control, got the middle sacred site secured, uh, all the gold that was on the upper Golden Heights area, all that. Most of the gold veins were mine. I had all that. And then we kind of I, I ended up just having so much resources from all the gold. And I was doing pretty good on my food economy with my farm transition I, that I wasn't able to get a huge military, but I had enough to kind of hold that I actually went Imperial Age really fast instead. And this is where I was a little worried because I, I, we had a bit of a skirmish and I was holding off. My opponent should have just all in right then. Uh, they didn't. They like they had a narrow window to catch up to me because I started feeling more military after this. But there's kind of a window, you know, where you're kind of vulnerable when you age up to Imperial. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go for it because I know his eco is better than mine. I have to get that Palace of Swabby out. And it is cheaper for me to do that as it's a cheaper landmark. The cheapest way to Imperial. I did that, started printing Vils, and then he went Imperial. And then I was, was kind of thinking, OK, crap, like this is not good because he had the Berkshire in the south side. I was, uh, and he had himself a white tower on the lower left side in the middle of the map. So I couldn't go down south down that way because he had the white tower. My military was kind of holding up by my, uh, by the sacred site on the upper middle of the middle of the map. So I ended up just kind of going to this really long slog and normally late game Imperial English is hard to beat, but man, the power of mangoes guys, the power of a good mango Oh, shot. they're beautiful. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I had a couple of rough engagements, but then I had a couple mm-hmm. of really, I just started going really heavy into siege because he wasn't. And I just was so, imp- I, I won the game. It was really because I just took a couple of really good fights uh, and my macro was really good for the most part. Uh, but yeah, so my, my big takeaway though was that it is possible to do a couple of things. One, it's possible to win Golden Heights while losing water. Secondly, it's possible to beat English and Imperial Age as well especially when you're kind of battling back from behind. And I think it helped. I do think it helped that he was a little bit passive. 
Uh, he kind of turtled up just a little bit, but he didn't do a good job. He was at one TC and he used water. Eventually, I got him off water by burning his docks down and he had no contingency plan whatsoever when I took map control. So yeah, so you can take map control with HRE. You can win on Golden Heights without water and you can beat Imperial Age English. That was my gold, my extra sheet. It is, it is possible. You just got to be on your A game. I think, I think that's a beauty to the actual map itself. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, Golden Heights and Golden Heights is like the type of map. There's the hyper map to where like, if you do, if you just, you know, unfortunately can't secure water, it's not like an instant GG or like, it's not like, oh man, I got to like, come from so far behind now like i have like one i have like overly focused on water on golden heights and just forgot about the land and got swarmed like it's just golden heights like you know shout out to bitterland we had him on here talking about it but yeah just i, t- I say it's one of my favorite maps on the whole map uh this ranked map cube shout out to what you just said just it's a, it was a really one of the best funnest most interesting and it was a long it was like an hour game hour and 10 minutes like it was a slog to get there because it went imperial and i really was kind of battling back but but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And it's I, I, I had never seen that done very often. Like, I don't think I've seen very many I mean, lose water Golden win Heights. Golden Heights. I mean, that's the map for it for uh, losing yeah, water for sure. still winning because yeah. there's not there's only three nodes of uh-huh. deep sea fishing. And if you can if you can take map control like you did in the middle and choke your opponent out of gold, because all the gold is in the middle. So you, yeah. there's I mean, the map opens up like the objective is to take the pond and uh-huh. mm-hmm. or potentially go to feudal first and then destroy their docks and force your opponent off of water. But like mm-hmm. once the pond is kind of settled and then, then it turns into, okay, who can take the massive gold that's in the middle? Because if you can't, and if you can't uh, take that like upper left corner with the neutral market, then you just completely choke your opponent from gold. Yeah. And will eventually win uh, over attrition. Yeah, it was a really interesting game. And again, I think he was playing kind of passively a little bit, but the, oh, there was something else I was going to mention about it too that was just very different. Uh, I'm forgetting right now, but yeah, it, it was it was a very interesting game. I, I just was, I yeah, it's just well made. And the fact that it's the only hybrid match you can I really agree. do that with it, it really well, not maybe not the only, but it's. I think the fact that I. Uh, I made him overcommit to water, you know, like he was, he had a lot of boats on the water. I think it slowed him down. And once I went up in age, I think he thought he was trying to catch up because there's only so much to get out of those three ponds of water for food. So I, I just made him mm-hmm. overcommit for, it. I made him, I, I, I really did. Like I hit his, I hit his military really hard on the water. And then he like, we both, he, we both, it was kind of that time where we both rebuild. He rebuilt massively. And I was like, I'm not going to win this. And so I kind of backed off and then he just had all these warships that he couldn't use because he rebuilt really fast. And I think that oh, was his, yeah. that was his mistake because he just didn't know what to expect from me. And I was able to give up and transition. So. so yeah. And, and a lot of pop space, too, with those warships. I've done yeah. that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you forget about like you're like, why I only have like 20 ground troops and you got like just. You got like 40 idle attack ships on the water. You want. Yep. <laughs> I'm just like, yep. oh, yeah, I mean, that's a good reason why. But yeah. That makes sense, though. GG to you. I'm so I'm proud of you, Sark. Yeah, it was good. It's like one of the ones like I want to have someone review it, but it's also an hour and ten minutes, so I don't think anyone will. Nothing but, better than a good hour and ten it, game. It was a good hour and ten game. You know, it was it was really oh, good. Yeah. Taking map. You guys control. hand getting up after like an hour because I'm, I'm I'm gonna go to the doctor. Something's not that weird. I've had me a lot lately. Like my like right hand, like my right 
my pinky and like you know they maybe ring tingly. finger. Yeah, they get a little tingly. Uh, what I'm you like, need, yeah. what you need, here's an extra extra sheep. What you need is some kind of better mouse pad. You got to get one that's got a cushion. That'll help you a ton. Yeah, I've been like, so I have a keyboard pad. Maybe I need like get a, one for your mouse. I've got one that's got like a cushion. Oh. I, I do the same thing because when you're resting on the edge of your your uh, desk, that edge on the desk is gonna cut off circulation, and that's gonna get those extremities start losing blood. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, see, look at that. This is why I see, you know, call him Dr. Sock. Dr. You know, Sock. People, I, 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 when I was out in the Sock. islands of Kiribati, that was kind of a joke as I, I had a lot of working, me- not that Sock. I'm very medical minded, but like I, I've got, I know a lot of things like that. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll take so we it. We got OT, OT Bill and Doc Sock. I like nicknames. <laughs> Doc Sock. I like oh the nicknames. <laughs> OT Bill and Peter. Doc Sock. Hello, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take both of them. Now I'm never calling you guys by your real name ever again. Oh, so that's there great. you go. That's great. There you go. Hey, that's how I, I'm looking into that. Like I'm gonna be on Amazon right after you get this podcast. Yeah, dude, dude, like dude, like ten bucks, you can get a great one. It, it saved my yeah. life. I had the same problem uh, like two years ago, and that it saved me. So. I was ready to amputate right then and there on the spot. I was like, well, this is gone now. I got to get rid of this. Oh, <laughs> Alrighty, guys. This get has been the name. Extra Sheep. Uh, it's been good. I'm glad to be back. I, it's, I missed my man, missed my first one last time. It was so weird. Uh, we, will, we will be doing yeah, more, yeah. more live episodes eventually, I think. Uh, we'll, we'll, that was a good time. We'll chat. But for now, uh, for everyone listening, thanks for hanging out, guys. Have a good good uh, rest of your week. Just look at EGC schedule. That's what we'll go. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk. We didn't even talk about the call to arms and how that's been going on. We'll do a recap of some of that yeah, next yeah. week or next time. Yeah, uh, it's, it's still going on. We can still recap it. Definitely catch them live though. They've been, I think, on Saturday and Sundays, right? Yep. 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 Watch them. They're fun. It's good. Keep the community going. It's a good time. It's a good time. All right. See you guys. See you. All right. See you later. a bagel and a sausage walk into a bar bartender my friends and i would like a cold one says one of the eggs sorry the barman replies we don't serve breakfast